Do you guys remember when Garrett, when, when Gary Coleman played Commissioner Gordon in Batman? <laughs> what you talking about, Batman? You remember that? <laughs> Welcome to episode 5 of Shelf Importance, the comedy book club podcast that blends sensibility with vulgarity. This is part 2 in a two-part series where we discuss Discworld by Terry Pratchett, GNU. In this episode, in addition to our usual ramblings, we will give you our casting choices, give you our ratings, and then read one-star reviews from imbeciles on the internet. So sit back, grab a stiff drink, and enjoy the episode. Podcast Live. This is episode five. We are currently reading, uh, we finished reading actually, The Color of Magic by Terry Pratchett. This is part two of two for this book. We're moving on to another book next, but uh, guys, guys. I love that fucking cover. We're doing a cover so dope. It's Which so one? dope. The one that I, uh, the, that, that one that looks like an old advanced the one on the stream. Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. the 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 lame the lame super industrial one with the suitcase on the front did not like that one. Right, right. So today we're wrapping up the book. Um, as we wrap up books, we do our reviews. So we give our own ratings. We we find and read one star reviews because boy, those are always completely illiterate, and they are just delightful. Mm-hmm. Um, we will. Do we select our no? We. we we don't do our next book, do we? We've we've got our next book. Selected. We've got our next book. We're At the start of the next book is when Yukon goes by we'll go somebody, over his somebody. Book. Bewilderment by somebody, somebody. Right, right, right. Uh, we also do our casting. We like to pretend. Mm. Uh, you know, sometimes these are already uh, film or TV adaptations. But even if they're not, even if they are, we like to pretend. Hey, if, if we were casting for this movie for this show, uh, how would we cast it? And we compare those, and that's always a blast. That always takes 75, 76 hours. Uh, so, you know, it's always exciting. It's the highlight. So, dudes, you ready for the quote of the week? Yeah, baby. Yeah. Quote of the week. You know, because we read, so we like quotes. I decided to go back to a book that we read, The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. I kind of want to read it like a gritty detective. A person Ooh. was like a city. No, I'm not going to do that. A person was like a city. You couldn't let a few less desirable parts put you off the whole. There may be bits you don't like. A few dodgy side streets and suburbs, but the good stuff makes it worthwhile. Matt Hick, the Midnight Library. Ooh. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's acceptance. It's accepting yourself, you know, who you are. Accepting other people, who they are. Not throwing the bathwater out with your babies. That's like how they works, always right? say. Yep. Yeah, okay, 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 cool, cool, cool. Uh, hey, guys, we're meeting next week, reading Bewilderment by Richard Powers, part one. Uh, at that point, Yukon's going to select his next book. And uh, do we have any idea how much of that we're going to read? Do we need to just figure that out on the side? I mean, how many pages? Is this a big book? It's an or, Oprah it's pick. It's not a right? very big book, I don't think. I think it's so I, 300. Yeah, I was kind of thinking if we could do it in three sections. Three, huh? Yeah, okay. I, don't have my book, I don't have my book with me. About 97 pages or so. Okay. 
I'm just I'm just afraid that if we do it in two yeah two chunks, I might get behind. Mm-hmm. I think three is fair. Okay, so we could do three. That sounds good. So you know, read one third of the book, viewers, listeners. Read one third of of the book, Bewilderment, the Oprah Book Club. And I can I, I have a chapters marked. Up. I have chapters marked also. I just don't have the book here. So whenever we get back from break, I'll go get it and suggest. Yeah. You know what? I'm really looking forward. Like one of these days, it's gonna be on you know Barnes and Noble. Like, eh, hey, this is shelf importance pick, shelf importance yeah. book club pick, and Oprah's gonna be like, I've got to read that because mm-hmm. shelf importance read that. I've got to read this book. They were raving yeah. about it. They were like Edgar Allan Poe. We'll they were there. raving about it. <laughs> it's pretty good. Hey, what you guys drinking, man? Well, I I am 2017 Chardonnay. Ooh. I'm normally a red wine guy. Monterey County, Sonoma County, Napa County, J Vineyards and Wineries. Sponsor of the podcast. Uh, yeah, they are sponsoring the podcast today. Hey, don't mark those. Don't mark those anymore. I heard a really popular podcast do that same joke <laughs> the other day. All right. On the on they did it on the Smartless podcast. Yeah, they donate as Will Arnett said it. He was like, uh, so yeah, I sponsor the podcast, donate uh, tens of thousands of dollars every episode." <laughs> And I'm like, oh, nice. And we all knew it was telling a lie. So, you know, it's in good fun. Nice. So 55% comes from Monterey County, 27 from Sonoma, and 18 from Napa. I don't know if that makes a difference in anything. See, I like a higher uh, Napa percentage. Do you like those Napa wines? I would think so, yeah. I like a little bit of Argentina mixed in with mine. I do like like this. I'm I'm normally a red wine guy. So what color is that one? I don't know what a Chardonnay. Oh, it's a yellow, a yellow, it's a wine. yellow wine. Kind of color golden. Wine. Yeah, I think it's considered white, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, what's that Discworld drink called? Uh, Octa wine. G- nut, but- nut butter. What was it? Intergalactic gargle blaster. <laughs> Intergalactic gargle blaster. If we ever Pan- have to change our podcast name, that's what it's going to be. What's it called? Intergalactic. Pan-galactic? What's the Douglas Adams thing? It's just, It's not going to be funny if we dig into it. This is some some kind of nut wine, right? Yeah, nut wine. Some kind of oh, nut. Guys, is there is there a joke about nuts that we can make? <gasps> just sort of stay on brand. Oh, drink some. Man, like, well, why don't you just nut right in a cup? <laughs> <laughs> nut wine, you got it. Download my podcast. <laughs> Give it a listen. Hey, we're still doing we're still doing pretty well. Uh, I think consistency is key. Uh, shamefully, we only met one time in November before this, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Squeezing this is, last one in under the wire. Yeah, we are, which is cool because we have a, uh, a monthly recording hour limit. Oh, here we go. We're never going to hit it, but it's cool that like, we get to this smash gonna, this one in on the 30th. Which is going to be more about Chardonnays. Volnut wine. V-U-L. <laughs> I was right. Nut wine. So have we met this Vol character yet? And we figured out why he's nutting in all this hey. wine. <laughs> hey, this is going to be the most Discworld free Discworld podcast that's ever been made. Well, to, yeah, to I be fair, wait. though, every one of yes. our podcasts are the most uh, absent of the content that we're that we advertise we're talking about. They also have jellyfish wine as well. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought it was uh, seafood based, which sounds disgusting. Yeah. Huh. Like everything is the... crystallized starfish and yeah, candy. It was like candied starfish or something like that. Yeah, well, candied octopus. That's just what they eat in Kroll. 
Right? Yeah, they mentioned That's silverfish a lot too, right? And I thought silverfish those were those bugs. little bugs, those right? Are bugs, yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they're just saying like a silver fish, you know, like maybe an anchovy or something. Maybe something yeah. different in like the fantasy world of Discworld, the magnificent imagination of Mr. Terry Pratchett. Terry Pratchett, Jen, you. I am three bourbons down. I am. Damn. Yeah, Yukon. I'm sipping on, sipping on some tequila now. I I am feeling. Uh, see, that's what she had, Kenneth, at Thanksgiving. Man, and you want to see weird? <laughs> that's what I should have had with some tequila. I had tequila. I know, and I I kind of whispered it, but Michelle was like, "Shut up! You don't need to do that here." We don't I'm need feeling, you acting like that around the turkey. Feeling pretty <laughs> spatchcocked already. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Feeling pretty mellow today. Got my booster shot last night, and I'm just like kind of out of it today. Just a little just, sore, just a little head foggy. And, yeah, uh, you're, you're trying to trying to burn the uh, mRNA out of you with alcohol. No, see, because that can't happen. Because the pharmaceutical companies don't correct. want you to know that this mRNA is going to be in you forever. It, well, yeah, nanobots are mm. impervious to alcohol. You're going to be cleans yeah. them. You're going to be made up of mRNA. Yeah, and 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 that's not what God wants. Boys, here's the problem with making jokes about anti-vaxxers. They they fucking believe anything, dude. And like they they've they've gotten so far from being able to discern reality from whatever the fuck world they live in that they're not going to know that you're joking about becoming a giant lump of mRNA. And you see, you see, here's what it is though. What they're actually <laughs> putting in the vaccine, they put in things that make you sterile. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they construct it in such a way that when we, as the vaccinated breathe, we breathe that stuff out. So if you're not vaccinated, the only way to keep from getting that is, is, wear a mask. Wear, is wear wearing a mask. mask. Yep. If you don't want me spreading my sterilization yep. all well, up your butt, yep. right. you better well, wear so, that no, mask, wear mask. So wearing a mask, wearing a mask is totally acceptable. What's even Stay better than that away. is staying the fuck away from me. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. something about if you all move to Florida. And, and also Facebook. Facebook is the... Um, you know, like we did, we I think we kind of missed the mark because we sort of thought that 5G was what was causing it, but really, what it is is it's Facebook's new algorithm, which has n- numbers, <laughs> the number of the beast. You know what you're really it's good like, at, Blake, is constructing long, complex sentences. <laughs> yeah, no, no listen, this is you know. really important because it's it gets really it's so in Revelations 12, 19, there's um it's there's numbers and it, it actually says um, <laughs> that the beast will um, marry a person whose last name is Thomas Cho, I think is what her last name is. Is that Mark Zuckerberg's wife's last name? Cho? Cho. 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 Yeah. Cho-de. No, it, it, we'll see. It's, it actually says in Revelations 8 that like that the beast has a book of faces and from that is where the the pet the horse the specifically the the horse of pestilence rides out that's of course the third horse and um three if you um three rhymes with g and um 5g is pestilence 
Yeah, well, yeah. and G is the seventh letter of the alphabet, and seven and is it's a, also the first the foot. first letter of God and the last letter of sinning. <laughs> you're right. You're right, man. I tried to. See, there's actually not a Revelation twelve nineteen. I went to go see if we can oh, fi- fix what you're saying there, and I'm like, you know what, dude? The end of the Bible is kind of the shit. I totally I forgot. It's hard. It's like, I deleted the Bible app off my phone when I and I um, stood upon the sand of the sea and saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns, and upon his horn ten crowns, then upon his heads the name of blasphemy. Like, <laughs> and the beast which I saw was like unto a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion, and the lion gave him power and his seat and great authority. That's fucking dope. Well, see what you gotta you know, realize. The- what you gotta realize is that that's actually a metaphor for the sort of globalist social media things is the lepers are sort of indigenous to um, this, the Southern part of Africa. And then this also talks about having the feet that are of made of what now? Bears. The feet are made of bears. Feet like bears, which are indigenous yeah. to Europe. So it's actually, it's turned upside down on its head. Like, um, the well, apostle, head was, the like the letter, like the letter M like the standing apostle upside John down. when he was cross, when he was, crucified upside down yeah wasn't his head blasphemy though and his and his head was blasphemy which is um we all know canadians which is america's hat they (laughs) they're well known to be a a very blasphemous people so it really is like the beast is sort of laying but like its head is canada and let me tell you exactly musk is from this this brings me to my question what are you drinking blake because I want to uh, have, no, stop, I want to have what you're drinking. <laughs> I want to have a fucking gallon. We we all need a little bit of that. But well, I was gonna say what I what really sounds like is happening. Tell me if I'm wrong here. What really sounds like is happening in that that set of Bible verses I just read is somebody's kid drew like a, oh, a monster, and then they're just describing that page. No, yep. oh, no. I see. He's got the feet like the claws, and what's on his head there? Is that blasphemy? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh, so that's what blasphemy, blasphemy looks let's, like. Let's, let's hang that on the refrigerator. <laughs> right, right. So you, yeah. So, so UConn, I also got my booster, and here's what happened to me. I got it yesterday, and I'm like, oh, cool, no big deal. I woke up. Here's how it affects me most: pain, like body pain. So I got all the body pain. I took some Advil at lunch. I forgot to refresh. So by like 3 p.m. in the office, I'm like, I'm I'm just sore everywhere, which is making me tired. And then I start just getting cold chills. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm cold. So I came home from work and I just fell asleep on the couch. I just nice. laid on the couch. I took some Advil and I slept for like an hour. And I'm calling it now the booster blues. Yeah. Oh, that's that's cute. I got why the didn't you guys blues. why didn't you guys switch tracks and go to Pfizer's? Less less severe. Moderna gang, man. Uh, well, that's Moderna what I already gang. have. No, nah, man, Moderna, Moderna gang, dude. Moderna's you, got the the most the most uh, effective, long the most longevity to the effectiveness of their vaccine. All right, that's fine. Well, I just, I just I'm mostly I'm asking because I knew that I knew that both you guys I think or I, I remember UConn especially talking about being kind of wiped out by by your oh, second man. shot and yeah. I and I think at this point you I just get whatever the fuck shot you want. You can, yeah. yeah. Okay, I, I'm I'm on my employer's website. I gotta say this: they have a Q and A with a colleague of mine, and there are questions is where it, she's answering. Is it my fucking says, dad? No, it's not. It's it's <laughs> it's the ga- the lady that's that's in the box next to me. Anyway, it's was this vaccine rush? Will it alter my DNA? Will it keep me from getting pregnant someday? Jesus Christ! It's like that's sad. <laughs> uh, yes, and yes. Only if you're dumb. Well, that's 
No, the le- well, left arm makes you sterile, but the right arm makes you stronger. I when I when we went last night when we went last night we went to Walgreens and um, the the doctor was like or pharmacist whatever he was like hey you guys can both because I was there with my wife he was like you you both can come back here we'll just give you both a shot you know if you don't mind watching the other one get a shot and I was like okay that's fine we'll we'll both go back in there and I I I was like you know I I don't really like needles that much I'm not like scared of them or anything but I'm not gonna watch I'm not gonna watch it go in my arm. I don't want to watch it go in Kate's arm. I look up, my eyes lock with the eyes of the needle. I'm like, oh fuck, I saw it and I saw it go in and I was like, that's a lot. Like it wasn't like a long needle, but it was like, I don't know. They're longer than you would think. It was like an inch or two, or inch and a half long. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, he just stuck that in your arm. <laughs> yeah. But okay. Wait, and this, so, this was on the your shot or on her shot? On hers. Okay. And I was like, I'm not going to watch it as I'm watching him do it. And she then punched him. Then we switch. What'd you do to my wife? We switch spots. I'm like, hey, you know, are you sure this is the Moderna one? Um, I was like, I don't really like getting shots at. You know, I'm talking to him, and then like I just feel like he wipes my arm, and I feel like just this little prick. And then did nothing, I have a did like, I have a Blink 182 CD wrapped around it? <laughs> I didn't feel I didn't feel it this time, and so the whole time, like afterwards, I was telling Kate, I was like, Kate, were you watching? Did you see him stick? Stick me. Like, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't feel it. You I didn't feel just... it. I gotta, I gotta go back and get another one because I don't know that he did it. Maybe, <laughs> maybe he's an anti-vaxer and is like fake giving people shots where he's just like t- touching your arm and not actually sticking it in. So like, Ooh. we're watching TV last night. I'm like moving my arms. I was like, am I sore? Do I feel it? And I'm like, <laughs> because the first time, I like I got sore immediately, and this yeah. time I was like, I don't feel anything, Kate. I, are you sure he did it? Can you look and see if there's a little mark? And she thinks I'm real paranoid. And I was kind of joking a Does little bit. Does she think that? But then, <laughs> but then. You kind like, of does not trust the pharmacist. A few hours go by and my arm's sore as fuck. And I was like, yeah, thank God. Thank yeah, God. Yeah. Well, ours was a drive through at our health department. Oh, so we drive wow. up and I'm just like, pull, whip my arm out, you know, you know, obviously give them the card and stuff. And they're like, walk around do they get my wife and her arm see you guys later um but yeah they just let you drive away yeah we had to drive them like there's like they had like a caravan but there's no 15 minute wait yeah, kind of they didn't like enforce it but you, yeah you know you slowly pull up our guy you, just let us go and then you pull onto the street and then i was like okay now that we're on the street let's just chill for a second and then i'm gonna leave because i'm I fine did, I, I did the 15 minute wait and the the person who gave me the vaccine very much made it she made it very sound like it was optional. She was like, now, if you're going to wait for the 15 minutes, you know, you're welcome. To, I was at CBS. Like, you're welcome to shop around or whatever. And I'm like, so, like, has has any, what are you, what's the point? Are we just dropping dead in the waiting well, room? Well, like, anybody that's going to faint or something or have any adverse effect, it's going to happen, I've heard. In those fifteen minutes, within sure. the fifteen minutes, yeah, something like, about like some underarm very, swelling and then like some choking or something. I don't. Yeah, know. Yeah, we're talking about like very rare. Yeah, does anything happen after that? You have a bad experience. Yeah, <laughs> that's what they're talking about. If you have a bad, bad experience, bad trip on that. So, Black, what are you drinking? All yeah, right, what dudes, you drinking? I am. Believe it or not, I'm less than one drink in. I've got. My classic Aldi boxed wine, always a starter. Nice. I was going to open it up to a uh, to a vote though, because what I ha- what I have Ooh. here is I have 
a beautiful ice ball that's getting kind of melty. You got to drink that needs, water, man. It, it needs a friend, but I've got some options. Here's the options. Hornitos Black Barrel. Ooh, Hornitos tequila. Black Barrel is good stuff. This is, this is, this is a whiskey barrel aged tequila. And I don't have that much mm. of it left. Oh, so I've almost dude. almost polished it off. Shoot dude, it! Shoot, I, it. shoot it! I know where my phone's going. Shoot it right shot, now! Shot, shoot, shoot it right shot, now! Shots! 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 Option two: bachelor party juice. Yeah. <laughs> option three: Nope. Those are the two options. Okay, mix them. Shoot it. No. Oh yeah. yeah. Don't be no. such a pussy all the time. I I'm not being a pussy. I just love the taste of whiskey. Hey, I got So you're gonna drink both of them. So you're just asking yep. us which one to drink first. Yep. Tequila first. Tequila yeah. first. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So uh, yeah. So to finish my story of having the uh, having the booster blues. So I was freezing, <laughs> fell asleep on the couch. Right. I was so cold. I uh, I covered my whole head and everything up so that I would be breathing hot air into the, you know into the cover and warm up. Fell asleep. Woke Gotta up. Get a bed, Jen. Woke up completely opposite. I'm like couldn't cool down. I'm like sweating my dick off and uh, like my feet, my feet are like moist. Oh, it's so gross. I just took my shoe off and it smells like buttered popcorn. Like, <laughs> so you're making me hungry. And it's no good. Actually, it kind of does. I farted once in a car with a friend and he was like, it smells exactly like Denny's. And I, that's kind of oh gross to me. But it, he's like, but I really, it does. It smells like a grand slam and I can't get it out of my head. Oh, no. I can't believe, I can't believe this is a fart. It is a grand slam. There are, there are three pancakes. There's a oh, two over easy eggs, a bacon and a sausage here. That's what came yep. out. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that's, that's, that's what just happened to you. Uh, so what are you drinking, Ken? I've got, uh, I've got aqua tonight. Tonight it's water. Nah. I gotta say, I I, I drink uh, every single night that I was on PTO, <laughs> and it was and it was and it was Fireball and uh, eggnog, pretty much exclusively. Woo! Woo! Except for the GTS. How's, how's your uh, bowel movements? <laughs> how's your weight loss regimen going after uh, <laughs> drinking more than a cup of eggnog? It was. I just Woo! I just took a full break. Yeah, baby. except on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, I did a, uh, I did a morning run with the dog. But then, oh, but then, that's I, so fun. Yeah, but then I signed up for that tough mutter, and I'm like, you know what? Gotta, I don't want to go out there and die. I do. I don't want that to happen. I also don't want to not finish. Well, you've got a lot of yeah. you. You can train train your body up to be resilient to injury by using a computer from now to then. So that's is true. that something you do by yourself, or do you are you on a team? Team, I got I got uh, Steve to agree. It is if your it is if your friends don't want to do it with you. <laughs> That's right. But so so what I understand is even if you go like alone, everyone helps each other. All right. Right, and uh, looking at, I'm kind of wondering. I'll, of course, I'll find out when I'm there. But there are there are situations like one of the one of their flagship obstacles is this, this, this huge wall you have to run up, mm-hmm. and you pretty much. This like regardless of fitness level, you almost can't get over it just by running up and jumping and grabbing on. I thought I always see pictures of people pushing exactly. someone up and climbing up somebody else, and people and then the people who push and get up there, and then you know they they, they hang up. and there's a whole wall. The whole top of the wall is covered with people reaching down to help people up, and I'm like, you're taking a breather, right? Yeah. But uh, that's what's happening. But then you on ones if you need to team up with someone, you just 
grab you just pair up with someone unless you're there with okay. a, with the partner. I, I, cool, I'm cool. just gonna tell you, if I did that, I would just embarrass you. Just I mean, that yeah, that's fine. That's fine. I just want to, I just want to finish. You know, that's it. That's all yeah. I ever care about. If I finish, I don't care what anyone else gets. That's that's what my wife says all the time. Hey, I was hoping somebody <laughs> would pick up on that. Somebody. Oh, oh hey, do so, I sound loud, how, you guys? Um, no, you're great. I'm okay, fine. I'm peeking how, a lot. I, I must be getting too close. So we, Let me just say, mine never has to ask. Hey, hey. nice. So we doing? We all doing all right? <laughs> Everything going okay? Yeah, yeah man. Yeah. yeah, I've been trying all to figure thankful. out. Yeah, thankful for sure. I'm trying to be more self aware these past couple months. Um, I'm wondering, and I'm like, uh, keep stubbing your toe or something. No, you know, I'm like, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm constantly wondering, like, do I have a mental illness or am I just a fucking weirdo? You know, like, am I just mm-hmm. weird? Do I have, I'm like, then I'm on the internet, you know, I'm like, do I have, I'm sh- I'm pretty sure I have ADHD. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure I have o- OCD. I'm pretty sure I'm on the spectrum. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. Like I took a little test. I'm like, it's like, answer these honestly. And I'm like, okay, okay. At the end, it just like, it was like a banner. It just said, <laughs> it was really funny. It said, you are on the spectrum. And I was like, that's pretty funny. That can't be accurate. <laughs> <laughs> wait, no, no. Go, wait, hang on. You've Googled this so many times. Yes. It's, yes. It's <laughs> the the whole point of calling it a spectrum is that we're all on it. Yeah. Well, hey, there you go. So maybe it just always says you're on the spectrum and it, I was on some uh like some drug site or something and they were just advertising. Like, oh, dude, dude, I'm gonna you're so, on the dude, spectrum. Wait. Take our pill. Okay, at least two of us are convinced that we're on the spectrum. Yeah, I well, it's in, really in the go ahead in the uh, like non-normative way. What about the other two guys? Do you guys? Oh, I'm just weird. Okay, I, I know I've got some some quirks. I've got some. Uh, I don't yeah, know. Well, it's, a, it's a autism spectrum is not about like how wacky you are no 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 (laughs) no and i don't mean it like that it's about my it's about my i don't mean i'm a wacky guy i mean (laughs) i mean like i know that i have i have some things that like if if you saw me react to something you might think that guy's a stone cold bitch like he he has no emotions and it's like i i don't know i i was described once as having the personality of an onion <laughs> it makes you cry by a friend. Nice, very nice. Yeah, I, I had a you girlfriend can't... call me an extremist once. Oh, what the fuck she, does that mean? She said there's no gray. Like I'm either, oh. like yeah, which is true. I'm I'm black, white, yes, no, on, off. Yeah, very little gray. Yeah. What type of personality does an onion have? None. Had, None. Okay, that's okay. Yeah. I, t- I thought it was like, a Shrek reference. So, oh, so yeah. That, I'm sorry. It's got yeah, layers. So, hey, it makes you cry. So that, just I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty mellow most of the time. Don't, like, don't onions get don't, sweeter towards the center? Oh. See? Oh. <laughs> no, I just make people cry. Once you get past yeah. that, that crusty old <laughs> flaky exterior. <laughs> yeah. Oh, how sweet. Yeah. No. Yeah, because I like, but, I ask about the spectrum thing because I, I once had a conversation with my wife where I was like, listen, I don't think I feel love in the same way that most people do. like. I don't think I'm capable of like love, <laughs> okay. which is a cool, cool conversation to have with your wife. But it's just like, yeah, 
I like I'm just such a like I I, I sort of feel like I play act as a like a bubbly extrovert like funny person and it's I'm just fucking dead all the time like just <laughs> right no, well and it sounds a lot like myself right and that's why it's like right. okay so and here's how here's what I'm reading and kind of what I'm you know wondering about and been figuring out is like all these things that sound a lot like me it's like okay if you're like you know 80 in addition to things like do you ever like pick your nails impulsively i'm like oh my god i do do that but like that could just be i'm like everything uh but it's like okay if you if, if you're like this then you, that, you know you might find that you have people that once you are like on the level with them they're in your life and you're completely you can completely open up to that person everyone else you could give a shit less about and that's why i go to work and i'm like it's like this and you know <laughs> dead faced and then like if someone says like what they think is a really funny joke and everybody's like Pah-ha-ha-ha! and i just go yeah and i look around at everyone <laughs> right and then uh but like hey i care about my wife and my kids and my friends sure. and like certain members of my family and uh at least half <laughs> at least half my family and then everyone else i can really don't i don't give a shit about and uh that doesn't mm-hmm. seem normal that's know. no that's called aged maturity possibly like, it is mm-hmm. yeah knowing how to draw boundaries like i see people i see people doing that at work ken like you're talking about doing the fake laughing doing the like you know I got to put on some kind of show and I just don't have the energy for it. Sure. I'm like, I'm like, I'm here to do a job but, and to earn money to live. I don't want to be here. You ask me, right. you ask me, what's your dream job? I don't fucking care. Not worth I just want to not die. <laughs> I want to not starve. Food. Like, give me that. I want, I, I work to live, right. not yeah. live to work. Yeah, exactly. I want to be comfortable have fun things and be around the people I like being around. And none none of that is here at the office. (laughs) So my, my therapist would say that, that we're all low on agreeability. So if you're high on agreeability, you're like, yeah, let's do that. That sounds great. I'm like that with my friends. We're the party killers. Yeah. I'm like that with people I want to be around and invest my feelings on right mm-hmm. yeah but i yeah i don't i don't have the ken i don't think that's a personality disorder i think it's just learning how to draw boundaries and and spending your emotional energy right and you know i'm trying to figure a lot of that out and i i don't actually i wouldn't actually say that yeah i'm this level of on the spectrum because of the way i act now because or else i would have been like that i would think anyway my entire life which i've not been i've been that outgoing super stupid bubbly high energy person and i think what happened you know it's like the world beat it out of me like uh you know like (laughs) like 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 i would be like you know, make all kinds of jokes, all kinds of jokes out loud all the time. You know, and the easy, as some of you know, the easiest way to be really funny all the time is to like be a smart ass and like uh, mm-hmm. make fun of something someone's doing. And then people don't like it. They're like, you're an asshole. And then you get fired from your job a couple times. And, uh, and then you're like, you know, hey, people don't like the way you're acting. Or hey, they don't like your emails. Like, hey, I just thought I was being funny. And they're like, that's cool. You're fired. Um, <laughs> and then eventually, you're like, I just can't. The people who, you know, you go to your, your work your workplace and they could say we are a family here they don't oh they, i hate that they don't mean it because no. uh oh, what they I mean as is, long as you tow the line yeah that's what they want so that's what yeah. i you know that's my perspective now but you know it's like uh it, it beat a lot of fun out of me 
uh, growing up, but that's why I have a lot of fun in this, these kind of situations and with the people that I care about. And I'm just more selective these days on, uh, where I, where I invest that energy. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So was it? Yeah. It's like, I don't boys. I don't want to sound too much like a Marxist, but like, Seize the means of production. Yeah, but I mean, like there, there is like Marx has this idea about people being like separated from like uh, having this like layer of artifice between like work and like your life, right? And I feel like, uh, and maybe I'm not the best person to speak into this because I do just whatever the fuck I want. People give me money for it. it's awesome, um, but like I, I think that there is kind of a thing where like being like making the transition in your life from where you're just like doing the stuff that you want when you're in college to just going out into the workplace and be like, I'm going to just get involved in like a fucking multinational organization that makes gears, widgets and cars and shit. And just like, you just go in there and, and going into that office and like, being in that environment, I think like maybe does something to a person's soul, especially if you're in a place where you like, don't feel a ton of ownership where you're like, Hey man, fucking like, I'm just here to run the payroll. And like, I don't give a shit about any of this stuff. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. like I, I'm, I, I don't, we don't care. I don't whether, have an emotional attachment. Yeah. Whether the trains run on time, what like none of this stuff like directly benefits me other than just that, like I'm here and getting paid by the hour to be here, which is like, right. There's something like, and, and that's like the primary thing that we do with our lives. Right. Like right. aside from sleeping, we don't spend <clears throat> like as much time doing anything else. Right. And so I think I, I maybe have mentioned this uh, a long time ago, but uh, so what I've started doing as far as just being a, a nice cog in the machine uh, and w- ways to find enjoyment in it is I've really found enjoyment in malicious compliance. Right. Mm. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a graphic designer uh, and part of being a graphic, the best kind of compliance. Right. What I've, what I've learned being a graphic designer in corporate uh, environments is that every single person, every single person at the company is your boss every single one because they all have an opinion and if you don't like it they will just go whine to your boss about it and your boss is also just towing the line and going i don't fucking care just make the change whatever uh and then they're like and then you know you get in the side being like we really want to impact the creative and they really go out there and then someone's like this needs to be bigger and stupid and he's like just do it <laughs> so you're like okay so i know where you really stand on this so i you know <clears throat> so what i do now is it's just like Hey, can we do this? And I look at it and I go, that's going to be so bad. <laughs> and I will do yeah. it. I will do, do it, it to be, turn it up to 11. Oh, you want Comic Sans? <laughs> yes. Fuck that's a yes. great idea. Maximum, dude. <laughs> Maximum. I also like acting. I can get behind yeah, that. I also like acting like I'm very stupid with some people. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> like when the, the people who are always commenting like this, I've started doing things where they're like, can you use the okay? You guys know a lockup. A lockup is a is a like a logo with other things attached to it. So when I say lockups, I'm talking about like we have our main logo, our parent logo, 
and then our brand logo is attached to it. That's a lock up. They're locked up together. Okay. But we have like three different versions of, of, of our main uh, lockup. And something where they'll be like, okay, instead of putting just the parent logo, can you put the lockup on this one? And I'll go, oh, which one do you want? I don't, <laughs> I don't know which one I should use in this application, mm-hmm. which I damn well do, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's the office furniture one. It's going on office furniture, right? But then, whatever. but then we'll also have where it's like the logo's big and the and the logos are small underneath it. Or we have one where they're all stacked, right? And I'm like, ah, I, I don't, know. don't know which one am I supposed to be. And they'll be like, use the stacked logo. Use the stack lockup, please. And I'm like, should it go on the left or right side? <laughs> are we allowed to do that? You know that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh man, I love that. <laughs> and uh, uh, boy, it's got to really piss them off. <laughs> do uh so like we had a conversation not that long ago about how you were gonna not shit talk any work stuff how can you how, not how's how's this how's this jiving with our rule about not shit talking work stuff? oh i'm still fine i haven't talked about people yeah what we should do is we should we should write our oh, complaints can I talk about, about people yeah of course yeah oh sure we should we should all write our complaints about work and then we should just like pass them one to the right, you know? And so I'll be like, Dr. Giblets, who, who also teaches biology, is a real dipshit. <laughs> you know? <laughs> See, I have to be careful because... Like well, you gotta be careful. You have tenure. Uh, fuck, I don't need to be careful. I, I, yeah, I don't yeah. need to be careful. You, you only have tenure? to be careful because I know half of your coworkers. <laughs> I don't have to be careful. Yeah, when you've got tenure, All you right. can pretty much just walk in and pretty spank much, off on yeah. a lab rat, right? So we 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 do have a new small segment tonight. Yes, I think we talked we about do. it. Yeah, this is this is a shelf and tell. Shelf and tell. So we're gonna we're gonna try and keep this one. I think a little bit shorter. Sure. So to, great. Outside oh, of our it. outside of our book, what is something on your shelf that you've got right now that you're excited about? Can I go first? Yeah. Okay. This is on a shelf you can't see over to my right. Of course, I have all of these shelves. I'm going to show you from my favorite uh, graphic designer, Aaron James Draplin, from the Draplin Design Company, the decimal equivalent chart. Ooh. Which is going to be hard for you to see. Love it. Yeah, but the viewers should be able to see like, it fine. To fractions? Is it magnetic so you can stick it to your fridge? No, it's just a nice piece of sheet metal. Oh, cool. And uh, we have to use decimals a lot in graphic design. So to be like, yep. hey, okay, do, an, do, an, do an eighth inch bleed, right? That's uh, I can't be like one. Point one two five. Point one two five. Point one two five. Yeah. But I've uh, give me another one. Give me oh, another. okay. Okay, d- uh, three sixteenth. Point a point zero five. One eight seven five. One eight seven. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, oh, so dude, is this, this one, is something you one recently tequila. got? One tequila is the limit at which I can no longer divide three do by math. sixteen. <laughs> Right. Well, a lot of these I just have memorized, right? Because I have to do them all the yes. time anyway. But no, it's not. It's not new. It came with. I subscribe to uh, his notebook series, Field Notes. Have you seen okay. Field Notes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've I get. A, I get. So I get a couple packs every three months. All right. Like these little dudes. Yeah. Cool. What What percentage of the total blank pages in your home would you say that you have filled with content? So I I have um, two. Of the like, they have, they have these wood box containers that are made to fit these, and they have like archival tabs that you know it all works. It's made around the field, the field notes. Okay, I have two of those boxes. They're both 
packed full of the notebooks and one of my box one of my boxes are archived filled notebooks and the other box are empty but i also i also keep as this is going to come as a surprise to no one i also keep a lot of at least one of each one as a collection all right kenneth when i look at your life i can't help but think but see it as like a metaphor for all the shit that I could have bought if I had not been tithing to the church for the last 10 years. Yeah, dude, I'm telling you. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> Dingleberry, what is on your shelf that you're excited about? It does help. Like, no joke. Um, I mean, I've read everything. I, can I can I answer what, that? Either what you're reading an, now. An, an something interesting. Yeah. 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 A little story behind it. Sure. 1974 okay. Playboy. <laughs> no. What? Oh, you don't have to actually show. 75. 75. So, that's true. for the listeners out there, early. Rich has gotten up and walked away from his desk. He's bringing back a oh big, my giant God, book. A phone book. It no, looks it's like, not a book. It's, it it's looks one like, of those safes. It looks it's like a fake book. It looks like pages are stuck with... together. Ooh, Ooh, okay, Richard. so this is, this is uh, the American Horticulture Old Society Encyclopedia of Gardening. You got to throw that dust so, jacket away, homie. Yep, throw that I, dust jacket I, away. Just yeah, keeps fucking... I, man, I, I can't do it. I, I it's already... It the rip has already started. Just keep it. Keep it. Yeah. It's fine. Anyway. And if I could, Rich, if I could interrupt, get... could you please stop slamming the book on your desk and like whacking your microphone with <laughs> no. it? Rich, could you, could you please give it a tug on the stream? Yeah, why are just those first seven a... pages stuck together? Just give it a... Just All right, let's stop tough. interrupting oh, Dingleberry. Dingleberry, why All are right. you excited about the American Horticulture <laughs> so Society? It, it, it has a story behind it. So when I got into gardening several 10, 15 or so years ago, this is kind of what I what I started with, okay? And uh, at the church I was going to at the time, we had an Easter thing, like a big, big production. And there was a um, – I played guitar – in the the whole musical but there was like a few scenes where i didn't really play and so i would have this in my lap while the guy playing jesus was hanging on the cross now he's learning about how to grow peas nice (laughs) nice pieces for jesus like yeah so uh yeah, I don't know. That's that's a story, I guess. Right. Everything else I've, I've read, I don't have anything really exciting. Okay. Hey, everybody, right. pe- peasin is the season, am I right? <laughs> yeah, Jesus is the season. You can't even find those sh- those uh, signs anymore. Oh, gosh. All right, Blake, what are you excited about? S- super quick for our podcast listeners, I was I was sitting in the waiting area waiting to get my vaccine, and. I there the were, I oh, I overheard some like super smart people that were also at the Midwestern rural CVS that I was at that were like so so I overhear this guy and he's like just loudly telling the whole CVS like yeah what I'm really looking for is a Christmas sign that just says Happy Birthday Jesus and I just can't find that because you know because just liberals or something I don't know and. And then he goes, and I swear to God, this is a, I, I, I swear to dog, this is the, this is a direct quote. He goes, about the closest you can find is one that says, Jesus is the season. 
Oh so now I really want to make signs that say Jesus is a Caesar. Okay, uh, here's what I'm super stoked about. It's not actually on my shelf. It's hanging on a, a nail. Um, I just, I'm self-conscious because, well, mostly because Kenneth, you've, Kenneth has put some like intentionality into his Zoom background. He does, and, man. And you guys are the only ones that I talk to on um, Zoom. And actually, before this book club the stuff that is in my zoom background scant as it may be like even that wasn't there i specifically bought these because i was like uh i mean we're gonna be in this for like a while i might as well have a zoom background so that has a few tentacles in it right um so i'm not like a huge decor person but my sister-in-law okay so my birthday is in january (gasps) My sister-in-law bought me a birthday present that was like, she was like, I'm so excited about your birthday present. It's, I think you're going to love it, right? And then she lost it for 10 months. And she just gave it to me last weekend. Which means she never got you a present. (laughs) Maybe. So let me see if I can reach it from here. Okay. It's an it's an art print from an artist who I'll call Scribble. Ooh. I don't know. I don't know how well you can see it. I see a it's snail. It's a, a little like hobo gnome riding a slug. Oh yeah. Nice. And there's a t- and is so he's riding a he's riding a snail with a little saddle. He's got little mushrooms growing out of it, and he's got a little fishing pole like your your classic donkey carrot and stick. What's the carrot? And then, and then the carrot is a little man hanging by his ankle, and you can see his jaunts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I like That's that. Beautiful. What? 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 That's by beautiful. His, what? He's hanging. He's hanging by his ankle, but he's naked. That's such a good Chris or birthday present. Yeah, I mean, she just knows me. There's, there's exactly one person in my wife's family who I would be totally okay with knowing about this little podcast, and it's that person. The cool. person who got me that. Yeah, All totally. Right. That's very cool. Well, so uh, did you guys say that you use notebooks? Like you use, you use notebooks and stuff? I use. I, I purchase notebooks. notebooks and then I never write in them. I have a couple moleskins, but I don't write in them anymore. Rich, did you just finish that bottle by yourself, dog? Yeah. My dude. Yeah. Nice. All right, so what I'm excited about on my shelf, I've shared with you guys a little bit in our text messages. Uh, It is a book called The Last Light of the Sun by Guy Gabriel Kay. Oh, baby. It is in the same, it's in the same universe that Lines of Aurasan happens. It's not, I don't know if it falls in the same time period because they make a reference to one of the religious sects from the first, from the Lines of Aurasan but they talk about them like they don't exist anymore. So this could be like hundreds of years later. And it's basically a, a telling of like the Anglo-Saxons, the Welsh and Vikings. And uh, it's, I, I think it's really cool. Um, it's uh, there. are the Jadeites in it that are like trying to wipe out mm-hmm. pagan religions. Um, and so some of the characters are finding out that these pagan religions are real. <laughs> And the nice. spirits of the oh. forest, the spirits of the forest do exist. Oh, it's a little um, more magical. Yes, yeah, a little bit more dude. magical. And uh, I, I'm I'm about eighty percent of the way through. 
so it I should I should finish before next week, but it is very good. I do recommend it. Um, Yukon, I, that sounds good, dude. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm excited about. We do have about an hour and ten minutes left. We're gonna do it. For next, we have our reread of Neverwhere. So, Rich, were you here for Neverwhere? I don't think you were. Um, we can we can just chat about it real quick. Sure. Um, uh, so, my metric for uh, how good a book holds up has been so far how much how frequently I think about that book that we've read. Um, and I have thought about this one multiple times since just because it keeps coming up in my brain or I keep encountering characters like Rincewind, who I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, he's just like that dipshit <laughs> from Neverwhere. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah, they're like all this. They're like the same kind of people. And maybe it's just like a British character trope, you know, but, you know, I love some Neil Gaiman. I love some Neil Gaiman. Boy, Neverwhere was so fun. And that one has actually I don't know if it's been published or not. That one has a sequel now, and I think it's Neil Gaiman's first sequel. Really? Because I've heard him on record saying, like, I don't write sequels, right? It's the, it's, yeah. it's a it's a spinoff of The Seven Sisters. I think it's called The Seven Sisters. Oh, that's right. We did talk about that when we read it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I know it had a published date of, like, September or something. I don't know if it got published yet or not because of uh, COVID and COVID. stuff. But I hadn't, yeah. I hadn't seen it, like on any kiosks or anything. So I'm, I was assuming that it had not, but maybe it has. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm looking it up real quick. It does not look like it's been published. Goodreads yeah. does not have a cover. For, yeah. I didn't for figure it. that it would have. I'm sure that was a COVID delay, but sure. Cause he's not a dipshit. So, you know, taking you know, being protecting. Well, in publishing, like there are some authors that I really like who had books that were supposed to come out a month or two ago. But because of supply issues, issues with publishers, the book's been ready, but it's not being released till beginning of next year or delayed a few months. Or one guy's was pushed back like a year just because they can't get it through. So if it's not Delta, it's Omicron. If it's not Omicron, it's supply chain. Am I right? You're right. Do you guys know that between the previous uh, listed uh, coronavirus variant and Omicron. There are actually two Greek letters that they skipped. New was a new one the, of them. Yeah, they skipped new, and then uh, hey, frat. Can I talk? To, can I speak to Frat Rich for a moment? Yep. Uh, frat Rich, how do you pronounce the Greek letter that is spelled X I? Kai. Uh, Zai. No, Kai's a different one. It's okay, C-H-I. so C H I. Is Kai C H I? Yeah. And that's how that's how you spell Christ. Um, Christ, so Christ, Chris. Yep, Chris. Um, so yeah, they they skipped they skipped new because they literally they didn't want they were like, well, if we call it the new variant, people yeah. are going to be confrazzled. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. They were like, they were what like, do you if, mean new? If we call it the, do you say Zai? Is that how it's pronounced? Exactly, Zai. Yeah. That if we call it the Xi variant, it's spelled the same way as the current great leader of China. Mm. And so people are going to be confused thinking that it's the Xi variant. But, but, and, then yeah. there's, and then and then some racism is going to happen. So they're like, let's just skip over. Even, though it's, even though it's Greek. 
Um, yeah, exactly. So, I, Ken, I agree with you. Um, when I am, when I think about these books as we're revisiting them, it's like, do I remember them? My my metric is like, do I use it as a baseline now? And I do. Like Krupp and Vandemar, to me, of the characters we've read, were very iconic. Yeah, they stick mm-hmm. in my mind. If there's a it like uh, the beginning of this book, Brobdon Weasel, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking Croup and Vandemar. Yeah, we, like, that I think was my brought, first thought. Yeah, I think we even brought that up. It's like, oh, they're like Croup and Vandemar. Yeah, True. Um, I still feel like I remember a lot of it. Um, the guy with his coat, the old the, Bailey. Oh, you're talking about the uh, the Marquis de Carabas? Mar- yes. Which? Yep. Oh, sorry to interrupt you, Yukon, but I'm very no, excited you're about fine. The, I'm you're very fine. excited about this. We we debated a lot back and forth. Not debated, deliberated. A lot about if that was Marquis or Marquis, right? Mm-hmm. Like the Marquis de Carabas, you know, or is it like mm-hmm. the Marquis de Carabas? And I, I don't, I don't remember a lot of discussion. A quick Google search should have solved that problem. Now we talked, oh, we about talked it. about it. Yeah, we, okay. talked, we certainly did. Yeah, but <laughs> I, in in the master class from Neil Gaiman, he calls him the Marquis de Carabas. All right, because that's how it's pronounced. Hey, man. You may not remember. I'm sure you kind of backed me up on this. You were very much a part of the discussion, and you it were. wasn't. This was it, your book. Yeah, and it wasn't. And it wasn't with a. I know exactly how to pronounce this word. Probably that, that time it wasn't I, was, the I was still norming to you guys, and I didn't want to like. <laughs> I didn't want to be like Yukon. You're a real dipshit. Wait. So uh, let's see. You started with us with Dune. Yep. Dune. Right. Yeah. Dingleberry, when did you? What was your first lions. book with us? Was it Lions? It was Lions. Okay, so that'll be the next re- reread, <laughs> <a> right? <laughs> He's not even fucking. He doesn't know what planet he's on. That, that's the next reread. Is Lions? I think so. Okay, yeah. Lions. All right. About so, Hassan. Uh, Blake, do you have fond memories? Do you regret reading uh, Neil Gaiman's? No, Neverwhere? I'm very, I'm very happy. I'm still absolutely thrilled that the version that I bought is like semi illustrated. Yeah, it was real cool. I, think I was jealous of those that. illustrations. Those it's were good. So cool. I wish every book was like that. Not because I need the pictures, but because it was just really added to the experience. It's yeah. like it, it, it really, the, so for our listeners, like the, my, ver, the version of Neverwhere that I had, that I had, had like, was Neil Gaiman the artist on it as well, Kenneth? Do you remember? No, it it's not. Somebody, it's, else, uh, right? I should remember the name, but I don't. It's uh, give me a minute here. It was the Marquez of uh, Dun- yeah, the, Dunbury. The, oh, the, the Marquis Marquis de Carabas. Yeah, so it was like my our copy of it had these just illustrations. It looked like somebody just took a took the book and just doodled in the margins in a lot of places. But man, they were they were so good. They said they were so on tone, right? And, and like the visual really like Chris set. Riddle, Chris Riddle. There, there you go, my dude, yeah. Chris Riddle. The visual so we're about really set. The artwork, right? Yep. Yeah, the, it, it was literally like in the margins in a lot of places, and and like it was very s- subtle. It wasn't like a, it was an illustrated book. Right. But it just had some illustrations right. in it, and they were, they Which, were it very much looked like the illustrator like was reading through the book, and just would sketch on the pages. Yeah, mm-hmm. huh. just ink sketches. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, so that was that was a fun like just it was just a different way to read a book because you just don't see that right. Yeah. Um, but I think actually, like more than that, when I think about Neverwhere, 
I, I just did like a, I think I've talked before about how I don't like do, I don't usually like keep a really clear memory of like the books that we, I forget about plots a lot. Cause I just like delete it from my memory. It's not useful, but like, I just did a quick mental inventory of like all the things that I remember happening in Neverwhere. And I think it's really interesting that like, it seems like you you kind of have a sense that a, a 300 page book would have like about the same amount of stuff in it. You know, like if we're, if we're pretty rigid on like a three act structure and like, you know, plots plot structure and conflict and like all of that stuff and you would think that like okay like a 300 page book is gonna have about like this much this much movement in it and neverwhere was just one of those books that as i think back to it i'm like there was so much crazy stuff that happened in that book there's the the duke on the train and there's right. the boar that's like the the, in oh the maze. shit! In the, in the labyrinth, yeah. The spear monster, the labyrinth, below, the angel, the hunter, the hunter chick, the angel. Like there was just like boom, 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 and, and I'm yeah. like, it, it, it's the mind night market because because it really feels like sometimes you read a book and you're like, wow, like I really thought there would be more to it, and I, 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 I think the expanse is probably a super good uh, example because I think there are some expanse books that you just like, boom, you fly through and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. I'm already at the end of this book. Like, I feel like I was just getting into it. And there are other ones that feel, yeah, pardon the pun, but more expansive, mm-hmm. um, which is really interesting that it's like one duo of authors that kind of has this range. Usually you would expect that from you know, more than one range, but I think Neverwhere really is a book that like, there was so much imagination. All of it was done really well. So much was crammed into like a fairly short book. I mean, yeah. not, it wasn't super short, but like there was just a lot there. And I think it was, it was really interesting and really fun read. I was, I'm, yeah. I'm still very happy that that was, I think it was a dice roll. And, and when I did the dice roll, I remember being like, ah, oh, this was kind of the lowest on my list. That's why we and need I'm, a dice. I'm roll. actually, I'm actually thrilled that like that <laughs> yeah. was what came up. I, right. I have such compared to the books I read on my own that I don't really discuss with anybody else. Like I'll talk at Kate about the books I'm reading, but it's not a discussion. It's me like talking about how excited I am about reading a book, mm-hmm. but it's not, it's not the same as how we talk about books because I like, we read this a year ago I have very vivid, like, mental images. Like, when you brought up the train, I was thinking of the train at the same time. When you brought up the boar, I'm like, I remember how I thought about the labyrinth and how he killed him. I remember, like, the room I imagined that the angel was in, and open the door, let Krupp and Vandemar fly out. Like, yeah, it's just, and, and it, I feel like that with most Spoilers. of the books we've read. Like, I know I'm going to have trouble with some of them, but this one, like you said, was so imaginative. What, like, it just had things that stuck. It, it was it was ninety nine point nine nine percent imaginative. That other point zero one percent is the name of the character with the power to open doors anywhere. Yeah, and that her name was Door. 
<laughs> no, actually, I do like that. That's a, that's just. I thought it was a bold choice. It is fun. I'm just kidding yeah. around. It's a very Neil. I'm discovering now a very Neil Gaiman way of writing. Oh, yeah. yeah, he. I, I, so I've read some Sandman. I've read American Gods, and I've read Neverwhere. And I'm gonna say he has a feel, just like Stephen King has a feel, mm-hmm. just like Guy Gabriel K has a feel. Like it. it I know or he's something that he's someone that I benchmark writing off of mm-hmm. yeah. like, Oh, that's like Neil Gaiman does things. Sure. Yep. Yeah. I, I do think Neil Gaiman has a little more range than a lot of authors. Like I feel like American gods was a very different experience from, uh, from Norse mythology, which Neil Gaiman also did. Yeah. And a super different experience from Neverwhere. And I would imagine a very different experience from Stardust. Like there's, a, but, but all of it, he had, he has this sort of like trademark creativity, imagination sort of thing that's, that's coming to like, you know, with American gods it's, it's a much darker, much more like serious tone, but it is still very much like he approaches the world a lot differently. You've got, you know, Mr. Wednesday is like a totally different way to approach a character who's supposed to be an analog to Odin. My favorite character is in American Gods. You kind of you read American Gods? Is that what you're? I talking? listened to the book. Yeah. My my favorite one is the like the Russian dude who kills cows with the sledgehammer. I don't even remember his name. <laughs> that sounds awesome. Just like a just an old badass Russian dude, and then his he had like he had like two old Russian sisters, and okay. There you go. Smash, smash. It's less interesting. Let's have bovine. Anyway, Neil Gaiman, 10 out of 10. Love that dude. 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Awesome. Uh, Ken, you and I are giving the full book summary. This is going to be the color of magic. (laughs) So you guys get to tell us to flip on who's who's talking. Oh, we're going to popcorn it. Yep. Yeah. So this is we have to take into consideration what we've already covered, right? Sure, and speculate yeah. before we talk about what actually happened. Right. Yeah. Kenneth, go first. You, okay, this is full book summary, right? Yeah. Okay, The uh, in Discworld, uh, we are on a world that is a disc. It's a flat earth with a dome. It's riding on a the back of a turtle, which is being actually between the flat disc and the turtle, uh, the shiny sea turtle, are four elephants. They slowly rotate around so they don't get too tired. We're really concerned with what the sex of the turtle is um, mixed up in all of this flat disc nonsense. We have our, our uh, failed wizard friend, Rincewind. Um, Bump Yukon. Okay. So Rincewind <laughs> is from a, t- a he, he lives in a place called Moorpork. Um, it's probably, you know, the opposite of a city on the other side of this world called less pork where people yep. of certain persuasions that don't like pig, they live there. Um, he <laughs> finds that he finds a tourist named two flower <laughs> who seems like kind of a modern day person has a camera, has a watch and they start going on these adventures. Um, we, uh, let's see. We burn Kenneth. Yeah, sure. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, two flower is kind of an amazing character. He's found himself in a world quite different than his own uh where he's coming from he's like very much a just scraping by 
doesn't think he has a <laughs> he burns down he burned down burns down Ankhmore pork they yeah. find their way to a tree uh, that they escape from because there's these druids and um, okay so that's what we know now for the rest of the book um, mm-hmm. Bob Kenneth <laughs> Two Flower is here. He's 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 journeying to he he's on an adventure to see the world, the flat disc world. He wants to see adventurers. He wants to see heroes. He wants to see bar fights. He's brought with him a a very, very scary rambunctious chest that's made of uh sapient pearwood, which is like a big deal magic. You can barely get a splinter in your thumb of sapient pearwood, let alone a whole chest that opens up its mouth and wants to eat people. Bump rich. Yukon, you're up. Uh, so in in the second half of the book, they're gonna make their way <laughs> to the Mushroom Kingdom. Uh, yeah. They're going. They're gonna. <laughs> they're gonna rescue uh, Princess Apricot, and um, the the treasure chest is is going to open up and tell them. Uh, actually, she's in another castle. That's part. Yeah, uh, that's part three. Did we forget the part where Rincewind wears like? A blue overalls and a red shirt yes yeah so <laughs> we they do but between chapters two and three they change into the red shirt green shirt blue overalls he grows a mustache uh, he grows a mustache yeah. he yeah. finally flowers luigi yeah, for he, sure he gets he, get, he really gets his back against the wall when he has to cross this draw bridge to get uh-huh. past this monster so he can sit on an axe and what what he, he what he has to do is he has to finally uh say his magic spell which is really it turns out to just be it's a me, Mario. And and yeah. and we find out that the the giant turtle is just his name is uh, Bowser. Yeah, and he does have a big dangling penis. Yeah. Oh. Um, <laughs> what if Bowser it, in the games did have a visible penis the whole time? Can we can we can we cut to science time with Rich real quick? No, I don't know if that'd be a good idea. Science. 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 With Rich. Hey, hey, Rich. What's a turtle's dingus look like? I don't know. Can you Google it for me real quick? Okay. In in college, in my evolution class, we did watch some nature documentary about animal sex. Uh-huh. And learned out we, we we learned out. I don't know what that is, means. Is this we, gonna involve corkscrew duck penises? Science with Yukon. Uh, well, I'm sure that that was part of it. <laughs> but we learned how uh, elephants have pretty much prehensile penises that can you know reach reach and do things. Um, it basically a second trunk. And holy crap! Okay, so relative to their body size, holy shit. Science time. Do we all need to be Googling turtle cocks right now? Turtle penis. I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. Description. Like, relative to their body size, it's like a huge wanker. We have listeners. We have listeners and not viewers. Can you explain? They're just really big. Well, they have to be. They have to be to get out of the shell and into another shell. Man. that's a... That's a distance you got to traverse, man. I get it, but see, we in uh, so further. What? <laughs> okay, I had a couple of questions. One, 
are we are we are we talking about turtles or tortoises yes yeah it doesn't matter yeah okay Uh, do you know how fucking big a loggerhead turtle is a soft oh there's a picture of somebody touching one (laughs) so we we watched a video of two tortoises uh-huh. And it was <gasps> hilarious. Was it the one where they make the funny squealy sounds? Yeah, they're like... It sounded very much like a, okay, a, like so a middle-aged like, man trying to lift a box. So it sounds like... Kung, <laughs> it sounds like... Yeah, so it Let sounds me like demonstrate like that. Kung Pao, <laughs> so it sounds like Kung Pao into the fist fights. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> All right, so this Fancy. thing, if this were, is this were, if this were on our body, <laughs> it, it would go up to like our fucking chin. Wow! <laughs> so it's I mean, hey boys, is that unusual? Am I right? I wink. <laughs> so the tur- the tortoises have a real Jens Dean, is what you're saying. The man with the premium penis. <laughs> oh my goodness! Everything is limited. Dean has a I I, I want to be hung like a turtle, not a horse. He's a, Screw he's, that! He's a porn man. Wow. He's a porn. That man. will be our new slogan: "Hung like a turtle." <laughs> like a turtle. <laughs> not uh, Blick, Blick. Not yeah. That, I like that. Hey, how's your turtle? Um, yeah, you're, you're saying yeah. not not rebel without a cause, James Dean, but like a porn star named James Dean. A yeah. porn star named James. Dean. So if Correct. someone yes. says now, Is there are one? you are you turtling? Yeah. That's a compliment. Uh, yeah, I'm turtling. Yep, turtle. Yep. <laughs> no shell is yep. safe with me around. Hey. <laughs> That's why I wear all these uh, long shirts. I, I keep trying to think of a, a pun about James, like a, a James Dean movie that could be twisted into a porn movie. But I don't know any James Dean movies except Rebel Without a Condom. Rebel Without a Condom. <laughs> <laughs> easy peasy. Pretty good. <laughs> All right, here we go. Right, so we have only two chapters to talk about tonight. Great. We've already covered what happened already. So I'm not going to go over those other chapters. Plus, these are all like self-contained. Like, I feel like you could read these chapters as separate mm-hmm. books. You want me to get into chapter three? Quick summary. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. real quick, though. There is a James Dean movie called Finding Jack, and his poor version would be... Um, called finding jack off finding jack off helping jack off (sighs) (laughs) that's what the tortoise sounded like (laughs) rich were you lifting a box over there (laughs) all right chapter three lifting my glass there it is again chapter three make it through this chapter three two flower and run are captured by imaginary Good. dragon riders. Rincewind tries to rescue them, but the ultimate rescuer is Two Flower, who conjures a powerful dragon with his imagination. Oh, I, I left out a lot. It's hard to get one oh, sentence summary. No, it's, it's, oh yeah, it's a it's a quarter of a book. It's a quarter of the book. In yeah, one sentence. Is, so is this? Tough. Yeah, that's good. Is you're you're good at writing one sentence summaries. That's why you do it. Um, is this the chapter where they have like the ripple in time when they're falling, or is that the last chapter? 
and what they do if what, as they're as they're escaping the dragon like that's this one right and then they fall through they, they're the, they're falling and then it causes yes. like, this ripple through space time and then they're like yeah, somewhere else on, a, on an airplane on an and they airline. forget who they are oh. it's no, no, any, no basically confirmation was, of the multiverse and he stops 9-11 it was just <laughs> pretty much yeah that though right right What's it's Rincewind and Two Flower. They both do it. Yeah, they call him really? Doctor. Okay. They call him yeah. Doctor Spy Bloomin. Two Flower. Spy Bloomin is really wasn't good. that yeah. so good. Yeah. Do you not know your German numerals, Rich? I do not. You don't know. I'm You're close. Angry. You're so angry. You can sound sexy doing it. Check it out. There's a reason why German is not a romantic language. It is. Listen, as soon as you get to six, check this out. Eins, zwei, drei, vier, fünf, sex. Zeven, right? Sex is right there in the first ten characters. Is there fucking? Is there seven called? You say it's semen. 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 It's like, you oh, I'm You guys ever just completely convinced that you live inside the Truman Show? Who's laughing? Was that on my side? No, it's no, that's fine. Becky. It's Becky. I heard that one. How come she? I asked it? you guys. I told you I could switch. switch You're fine. No, that's the first. Ooh, one. are that's those the, your new ones? A, These are my are. new ones, dog. Check nice. this out. Check this out. Look at that. Oh, oh. Isn't that cool? that's like a that's like a turtle dig up that's, in there. Yeah, dude. I was gonna yeah. say that turtle's right out of there. You got a turtle okay. dick, Mike. Have you is thought about tur- getting? Is that Turtle Beach headphones? <laughs> oh, it was up Turtle Beach. Give me. So I got them from the sharper image, man. What, um, have you considered with headphones that bright and that color that you should really get a black light in there? I asked. I was like, Becky, here's the deal. I want to get the green <laughs> ones. But like, cause <laughs> here's here were my choices: green, black, black with blue trim, white. The I I would have gotten choice. I would have gotten the white ones, except they were five dollars more. I didn't want to get either of the black ones because they because I have a million black headphones already. I mean, like literally. I've, well, by a million, I mean two, but that's that's too that's too close. many. That's close enough. Okay, so so I, I got the green ones, and I was like, I was like Becky, like the green's kind of crazy. I get it, but like I think I'm gonna get the green ones. And she was very much. You guys, you guys have that experience when you're talking to your wife and you realize that your wife like does is not going with you to the place that you want to go on a daily basis. And then you just fucking ignore it. (laughs) That's what happened. She she very much made it clear that I should not get the green ones. And then I I don't do green ones anyway. (laughs) For the record, I don't do that. You don't buy the, Uh, you don't buy the green ones. No, I don't Mm. go against anything. She says that's a, that's a much smarter (laughs) thing. Here's the thing though. I'm convinced (laughs) That I'm in the Truman Show because I am a narcissist, and the world is watching. Obviously, you. yeah, is yeah for sure. So I mean, I know you guys are all actors, but like, just pretend for a minute that 
you also struggle with this sort of question about whether or not reality is um, being fed fed to you by a team of producers. Doesn't bother me one way or the other. I just feel like I'm like sometimes that idea goes out of my mind and then I hear somebody speaking German and I'm like, this is, this language is made up and and fucking. (laughs) They're all made up. It's a parody. And And the team of Truman Show producers who was responsible for making German, what just, oh God, they got so fucking lazy. They're like, uh, yeah, what are we going to call the seven in this new language that we make? Let's call it. Semen. 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 Is that believable? Sex? Let's call it sex. Sex for six. That'd be fucking funny, right? Ridiculous. And then then you got the fucking, you got the overachievers over in Japanese, in the Japanese department of the Truman Show. Don't do that one. Nope. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's not. Yeah, it's, no, no, no. I'm like, I'm, right. I'm learning. What's the minute? We don't have I'm learning. We don't have, I just want to be. Yet. I just want to be prepared here. We don't have I'm trying to learn yet, Japanese. I'm trying to learn Japanese. Cool. Yeah. For real? Those motherfuckers have three different writing systems, and you got to learn Ooh. like all Tanjobi, of them. Tanjobi Amedito. You're just saying things that sound Japanese. It means happy happy birthday. I work with oh, a bunch of Japanese. I worked sweet. with a Japanese a bunch of Japanese folks in grad school. Oh, so I, I thought you were gonna say that you worked as a hibachi chef. No. no. So so back to the book. Mm. What did you guys think of this chapter? Was this I a don't like where was this, this a fun story? Yeah. Yeah. We had all kinds of stuff in here. We had guys like we had these fake I dragons think- living in a cave, and the guys got to the dragons by putting hooks hook boots on and walking upside down on the ceiling. That was really cool. That and yeah, it's on an yeah. upside down mountain. Yeah, that shit yeah. is crazy. And it's like, uh, if I remember this correctly, the hooks that were that they're walking on, all these hooks were constructed by slaves is that right over a long so. period of time and then they're just Sounds talking about, right. about i mean i it makes me uh think of like old-timey bridge builders you know where it's like oh we're building the bridge and we're just walking out over and jim fell and died <laughs> at work today <laughs> right because that's what's happening like and sometimes they just see you later alf beater saying Yes, you're not talking about the boots, ceiling. the boots that have the hooks. You're talking about the rings that are the set rings are ceiling. set in the ceiling. Yeah, and there's just this open abyss that sl- that yeah. just like hundreds of people died in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, um, and then we've got rooms. we've got the uh, the royal family that uh, you you only what succeed if you kill if you're the last sibling alive. I think they all have to die. Yeah, or and you'll have to you'll, yeah. in order to take the. Uh, in order to take over the ruling position, you have to kill the person who's currently ruling. Yeah. So uh, I don't think you have to kill all your siblings. The, the issue here is that none of them are after she killed him, after she killed her dad, Lisa, she killed her dad uh, or Lisa. She's none of them are strong enough to overpower the other two. So yes. there's almost like an, the, what would be a power struggle with a uh, lack of, power uh competition right yeah um what else happens in here you talked about they wind up in an airplane as they're falling through the sky that was really 
there were. I'm just gonna oh, say the, there are no rules in this book. Yeah, it's like the, whatever's convenient, <laughs> whatever <laughs> makes a clever point. And don't don't the dragons lose substance the further they get away from Wormberg or something like that? Yeah, yeah that was kind of. They are. They're not. I mean, they are real. They can hurt you. They carry sure. people, but they are powered by. It sounds like your imagination. Right. Right. Yep. And it seems like their their imaginations are diluting over generations, right? Yes. Because it, later, it sounds like they're getting weaker. Right, because two flower well, happens to summon one. Kids just don't imagine. Well, he has like a huge imagination. <laughs> it might have to do, I think it's with how Holy like two shit. flower believes dragons are real. Right. And that's... <laughs> What happened? One bottle of wine is no joke, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. Rich is over there like, I can't feel my face, man. But I I think oh, that it's shit. impacted by how much you believe in them. And for the yeah. for the for this family, they may have been there a long time. They may not have actually seen the real dragons, so they don't they may not really, really believe, so they're a little bit weaker in their proje- how they project these. And two flowers, like I know exactly, like he's like got all these imaginations about. I want to see a bar fight. I want to see adventurers. I have a preconceived notion of what this is. And then he's got the same thing with the dragon. Yep. And his dragon's super real and badass and turns into an airplane. Of course. Yeah. No, I you can I think you do raise a good point though about and and I'm this I'll talk more about this in my like rating. I think one of the things that does bother me about this book is the fact that there are no rules. And I think like I think there are there are some books that like have that sort of thing ultimately what we're talking about is the literary device of Deus Ex Machina, right? Mm-hmm. Like the the it becomes tropey to do a thing as an author where you like get your characters into a bind mm-hmm. where they get, there's, there's no hope. There's no way out. And then like, boom, <coughs> God comes down from the heavens and like opens up the fissures and the whole enemy army falls into it. Mm-hmm. And then like, there is this like superhuman deliverance that like your that your audience would never have conceived of. And like, that's why Greek plays would like use that as an advice, but it became so overused that it became tropey. Right. Yeah. That's what this book is. Yep. Over and over and over again. And the, and the pattern gets established super early on that it's going to be like red wind and two flower. They're fucking, they're jumping into the Sarlacc or whatever. They're, right? a, they're like Abbott and Costello. Yeah. It's just hopeless. Yes, that's exactly what they are. And then it's like it, it become the pattern becomes established so early that it I felt like halfway through the book, there there were these situations. The dragon situation is like, this is hopeless. They're in jail. There is no escape. Like they're they're done. They're gonna be killed. Right. But I knew because the pattern was established so early in the book that like 
there were going to be these like rule breaking deus ex machina situations come up and like rinse wind and two flower were just going to magically skate through. I knew that that was going to happen. And so I think it actually lowered the stakes for like the whole second half of the book, because I was like, for one thing, I'm not particularly attached to these characters. No. And for another thing, like I know I can, I can see reaching across time. I can see the brush strokes of the artist. I can see that like that Pratchett is attached to these characters. He's not going to let them die. He's not going to let them fail. These people are going to succeed at like whatever they fucking feel like doing. And so the whole last half of the book, I was just like, yeah, I, I'm going to say this was my favorite chapter. It was good. Of the four. Chapter one's probably second. And the other two set chapter two is the weakest, I think. But that's just how I'm ranking them. Yeah. So if there, if there is a character that I do care about in this book, it is run. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's run the barbarian. Yeah. Run the barbarian. I do care what happens. Yeah. Well, and, and, and so, okay, can you tell me then how his story ends? Because this is it for him. He's gone after this. He's, I, I'm going to imagine they're going to revisit it in, in later, in subsequent books. I, sure. I imagine. And but in I, this and, book, and he I am, just leaves. I, he's king of the mountain, right? I predict he's the lord of that. Oh, does he wind up? I, I forget. Does she, he wind up with her? They come, they come back on the dragon and he's like, okay, let's, let's have this kiss. And they're like, thwunk. And they, t- they carry him off. Okay. Right? And he's like, what the fuck did you guys just, and then she comes after them and collects Hren. Okay. And takes, I would assume takes him back. Cause she's like, Hey, lover boy, big loins. What's up? When there are huge shifts in a story like this, sometimes I'm in the zone and I'm reading and I miss the shift. And I'm like, how the fuck did we get here? Yes. And that's exactly what happened between every chapter of this book. I don't remember how we transitioned from there on Dragon uh, Worm, Worm Island, Worm Mountain or whatever. Worm Island. Worm Fell. It's called. <laughs> and, yep, and Worm Fell. To get to the, the next chapter. I, well, they I, fell out of the sky. I, they landed in the water. Okay. Right? Yep. And then okay. uh, I don't the know, dragon disappears. Right. Pick, yeah, they get they too far away because uh, because two flower gets knocked out, right? Because they fly oh, too high. Yeah. They fly too high. He passes okay. out. Dragon disappears. They fall into the water from okay. the top of the dome, you know, so they should be dead. <laughs> yep. uh, but splash. Who knows? They could be. Like, they're close to the edge. So maybe it's not they, that high. Yeah, they could have pen- They could have penciled as they went in the water. Yeah. yeah. And, pen- and again, pencil. not that high, because if you fall into the middle, you're in the middle of the dome. But if you're like falling over by the edge, you're like. Right here, it's not a big yeah, fall. Yeah, it's not that high. Could be like a high know. dive, you know. That's how uh, it works. So, this but then flat they're up, geometry, man. Then they're picked up by a uh, a pirate ship. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like skips. It skips like two months. And by the <sighs> way, Yukon, I I don't think that. So you were saying like, oh yeah, sometimes like I just get a little loot lost. I don't think that's a you thing. Okay. <laughs> this book, I think, was a little bit of a mess. Well, it's the lack of. It's the lack of designating breaks and shifts in the story yeah points of view and things like that yeah 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 
Um, I, I don't want to. I don't want to jump too quick to the like to the one star reviews. But um, my my boy Don says uh, this book is what might happen if Dov- Douglas Adams had written fantasy, except it's not very funny and not very good. And I actually kind of like. <laughs> yes. I kind of there. There, I actually was looking through the, the through the one star reviews, and a lot of them were like juvenile teenage. Like I would have liked this as a teenager. There's no point to it. Like, it, and it really is like the the impression that I'm getting from being like a little bit involved in the Discworld community and a little bit involved in the one star reviews for this book is that like I don't think that people who get into the Discworld series, I don't think they start with this book. I think this was my one of my one star reviews addresses that. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is the first book, but I don't I think people I and it seems it seems like it's this way with any of these series that have like 40 entry like red walls the same way where it's like my inclination is to start with the first one because that's sensible. Yeah, but like, I mean, but but it seems like people who are into it are like, no, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. I'm on first, one, first one's fucking garbage, right? And I think this, I think this one, like, I'm super curious to read, like, one of the good Discworld books because I do see, like, with Pratchett, I see potential, but this book is pure, unbridled, uncut imagination. Like, and I can see that there's yeah. real potential for that. Yeah. But he is just all over the fucking place and he doesn't really tell a story. No. Right? He there's tells. No, yeah. It's kind of linear, but he's just like, there's a two months and there are pirates, but I don't feel like telling you about that. I want to tell you about this fucking yeah. sea monster. And then we got. Uh, all right. So. Fly on lens. Chapter four, then. I'll just, yeah. I'll go ahead and give you the summary. Two flower and rinse wind are stranded at sea and they meet a water troll. At the world's edge. But then they're gathered by the crows as a sacrifice only to escape and hop on a rocket ship okay. headed for the giant turtles nether regions. Ooh, nice. <laughs> nice. I think that was one of your best one sentence summaries. Can that's I a, say? Yeah, that's a very good one. Okay, really so back back to like kind of talking about how we feel about the book on the whole. Okay. We're told everything you've said is totally correct that, that everyone has said about how the house is such a mess and how there's just like complete chaos. Um, and that's not good for a book, admittedly, right? <laughs> but we but we've talked about you know, one thing we've talked about, and I and I and I, I, I certainly resonate with this as well, is like it's a D it's like a D campaign, right? Yeah. So there's a part of me that loves it because I'm like, this would this is a really fun D campaign. And if you like just play out a campaign terry pratchett gnu is your storyteller this i could see this being a couple nights of play four nights oh yeah right four four parts of your campaign and i almost wonder if it's like definitely he knew he was going to write more to this i don't know how many he knew he was going to write up front but he never cast the spell that's what the entire second book is about so you so you know yeah it's called the light fantastic and it's about the, the spell that Rincewind knows. Never, the spell that Rincewind never cast. So he at least knows he's going to write two. And I almost wonder if he's like, if he didn't have this huge view and he's taking kind of a Genesis approach to it. It's like, I got to get this, the world built as fast as I can. And then I can start in on these individual yeah. stories. 
And I could definitely see that being the case, especially if certain, if you're seeing people say that sort of thing, like, yeah, you've got to start mm-hmm. reading these later stories. Maybe that's where they become more stories. And right now he's just like, this world is, there's so much in my head and I've got to just start getting stuff out. And I'll do that with a couple short tales. I, I just, I think it's so clever. Like how he comes up with some of these ideas, like the people that come to collect two flower and rincewind as sacrifices. They are waterphobes. Like they are whatever he calls them. They hydrophobes. Hate, hydrophobes. They hate water. Not like not just they don't like it. Like they fucking hate it. Like it's the worst thing to ever exist. And those are the only people in the world that could generate the magic to have something hover over water. Right. Well, it's like, what was it who the fuck about, would think of that? And what was it he mentioned so about good. that was like, it was, uh, how difficult it is to keep them hydrated with using <laughs> some kind of like powdered water? Powdered water, stuff. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, just this shit's funny. These, like, he's using these turns of phrase, these like, right. I don't know, it just seems so unique and clever that like, I... It is. There are other books in the series I've heard to read, like, that I'm probably going to at some point um oh, i'm so definitely I, going to read the light fantastic light fantastic because i have to know what this spell does yeah i have to i suppose there, i could just look it up there's one that i think that gets into the mythology and it's called small gods and it might be like the 12th or 13th book or something that i've heard is really good the um, god situation is really interesting um and they touched on that mm-hmm a, a little bit aside from the game that they're playing, they touched on that God situation with uh, when they did the like crossing space time, they mentioned, and you know, they mentioned like other gods that were over more uh, thoughtful worlds, better created like or whatever. So it, it almost sounds, it, it's almost like, and he's mentioned that really uh, in, in kind of uh, passing a couple times. And I almost get the vibe that the gods of Discworld are like, castaways you know <laughs> of the god community like they're just like all dipshits or they're it's, shitty it's or, the or isle of lost toys <laughs> right right they're just like ah, you can go to Discworld, and because you've got the god of yeah. like super light breezes that you almost can't feel <laughs> <laughs> right um and then aside from that i mean maybe maybe fate and the lady are the only ones there the only gods there that are of any significance you know yeah i, I have this problem where i've been i've been playing some not a lot of the game hades which has really wonderful artwork for the entire pantheon of greek gods including like gods like chaos right which is like this crazy artwork it's almost like lovecrafty and just like this dude with like eyeballs growing out of all of his shit um and I like I keep thinking of chaos. I, I keep thinking of fate as like, and and really all of the gods in Discworld. I'm like putting them in sort of the artistic style, mentally of that game Hades, which is really fun. Would recommend play Hades. Yeah, totally. I imagine them in Togas. What else? Oh, yeah. Anything stuck out to you in this chapter? Yeah, and I was a little confused on the ending. Yep. So okay. in the very end, they're both in the rocket ship, right? Yes. Yep. 
They go over they, the edge. They knock out the actual astronauts. Right. Yep. They put Still on the astronaut straight. suits. Correct. Yep. They're found out on their way to the ship because they're like, hey, our astronauts don't walk like that. Right. Right. There's a huge magic battle. They run into the ship. It takes off. To shape like a fish, by the way. Right. And I love Rincewind here, who he's basically like, from the moment we saw those guards, I knew we were going to end up in the spaceship. <laughs> and I knew that we were going over the edge, right? Because of, yeah. because of course we are. <laughs> and yeah, isn't, they, the, isn't the water troll with him? I don't think so. He Somebody does show is. up at the launch. I don't know if he goes on the ship, but he shows up in he's because he's inside the chest. Yeah, you know, he might be because I. Yeah, correct. He comes out of the chest. Yeah. And it's like, oh, it's just water in there. And he pops out and they say, oh, cool. Now I've got my socks and sandwiches. But they go over the edge. And then it's like, Rincewind is in a tree. Yeah, he's alone. There's like I a don't... tree hanging off. Imagine the edge of the world as just these sheer cliffs. And there's That's these trees. There's these trees growing off the side. And he's hanging off of one. And I think he lets go... And he's going to like crash and fall into another world. Just like the water troll is not from Discworld. He's from another world that he fell off of. Oh, and, that's right. Yeah, and yeah. landed on Discworld. Yeah, but like, how did he get out of the ship? I imagine it just didn't. It wasn't built there, very well. Maybe it crashed. Very, is there very, it's a challenger situation. It wasn't. Yeah, I guess we really don't know what happened. Maybe it crashed or blew up or something, and they're all scattered, you know? Yeah. This this story has no main conflict, no. and it has no closure. It is just like the Pratchett just wrote until he felt like he was done, Yeah, and then he just was done. Yeah. The What's closest... Really like- the closest thing that held these last two chapters together was when Two Flower was on the dragon and he was like, what if we just flew up to the stars? And then they wind up in a spaceship that did fly up. It, 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 you know. I thought it dropped. Wasn't it dropping? Yeah, it was it, dropping. But it was, a, it was a holiday world. Yeah. Yeah. And they ramped off the edge. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it has four... Sh- short stories that all have some kind of beginning middle and end right yeah and with the exception of this last one which doesn't have much of an end you know no i was surprised i was like this is it this is how it's gonna end right because i'm all for like having a sort of like crazy zany ride but fucking like have a point yeah i'm what i'm really hoping is uh you know this was short and like i said i do plan to read the second book. And what I'm hoping is that book one and two are one book. So, you know what I mean? Like you, you read it, you're like, okay, that's from starting at the beginning of color of magic to the end of light. Fantastic. That's one solid story. And maybe it was yeah. split for whatever reason. Yeah. So isn't there like 40 something books in this series? 41, right? I thought it was 15. No, it's in the forties. Yeah, I think it's forty-one. So, can, can are you capable of like just reading yes. the first couple and like couple? Jeez, you need is, you need more is. wine. It's wine time with Rich. Wine. 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 Are you capable of just reading the first couple of books in a series and stopping if? Yes. 
Chimney really? Christmas. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I feel obligated to read the whole series. Are you are you I asking cuz you're thinking about about choosing Hieronymus Bosch? I'm almost done one. with that. No, I'm almost done with that. There's like Hey, there's uh, a new there's a new Bosch, isn't there? I saw an ad today. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, man, Richard thinking, probably creamed his pants when he saw this ad. You're thinking of uh, not yet. Hieronymus, wow. Hieronymus Splosh over here for Rich. I just would feel obligated to read the whole series. I don't no. know. Why? No, no, man. I don't know. I'm going to pick, <laughs> I'm going to, I might, like I said, there's one other one that I absolutely want to read. And I might see if there's ones that people recommend. I don't think you have to read them all. There's, it definitely seems like. Would you like read the meta Yeah. Really? It seemed like yeah. from poking around on the, on the, uh, the subreddit for Discworld, it seemed like there was like one or two books that people were like, these are the good ones. Yeah. And that like those were the ones that people kind of like start with. Right. I've got a couple really, really big sagas I want to read. So I'm not, I don't intend to get into the Discworld saga. I want to read the next one and wrap up this, uh, wrap up this storyline. Um, but like, you know, like a my bucket list read is uh, the Wheel of Time, right? Don't fucking do it. Why? Are you gonna watch the show? Uh, Michelle and really I started watching up. the show. Yeah, is it great? Whoa, Rich, very airy. Is it awesome? Is it's it cool? pretty cool? Yeah, Had, yeah. Did they introduce Perrin yet? Yes. Is that what? Yeah. You named your child after a character in a book I haven't read. A... <laughs> okay. Yep. Yeah, he's a wolf brother. I cool. looked, at, looked into him a little, but he's not a bad guy. What if he's a pervert? He might be. And then I just say it's French for Pete. <laughs> which which is fine, because it is. So are are you guys ready to get into casting? No. Uh, wait, do we yeah. do casting before? Uh, we have, you know what? Yeah, we have a uh, an outline agenda here, and we do get into casting before reviews. I don't have to ask. Can yes, I I'm ready. Just do a question of Yukon real quick. Yeah. How in God's name do you read 70 fucking books a year? <laughs> Audiobooks and graphic novels count. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah. I was on Goodreads and and your name came up or something like that because we're friends on Goodreads and yeah. I was clicking around and it's like you're a good you've read like 72 so far this year. I'm like, holy shit. Than, I, I thought I was half. a badass reading 30. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. More than half are graphic novels. Oh, okay. Um, now those those but vary still, in length. That's cool. Those vary in length. Like some are, like Scott Pilgrim was hundreds of pages each, but it's a very simple comic. Like each page is doesn't have a lot of dialogue. Sandman sure. is something else. It's yeah. two hundred something pages, but it's dialogue heavy. It those is, are hard yeah. to get through. Okay. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Audiobooks. <laughs> um, so it's not, don't think I'm sitting here reading 500 page books. I, I did lay out my next year of books. Yeah. Um, I, I've, oh, which now we, we, we have one in common. The, uh, the, the man from my, I, okay. I can't think now the man from Moscow or the, the man from Nantucket is what you think, but he's the guy no, with the dick. So make a good suck it. <laughs> the turtle got to carry it around in a bucket. Yeah. Hey, that was that was one of our cards the other night. And monikers. Yeah, we're we're playing a family game of monikers, and we have the man <laughs> from Nantucket, and I never got it, and neither did Rich. And I'm like, oh, when this gets around to sh- to the charades <laughs> round, I'm just gonna, <laughs> I'm just gonna swing my balls. <laughs> 
and hope Rich is and Rich is on my team, and I'm like, he'll be like the man from Nantucket. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, okay, so, go ahead, get back yeah. on course. All right. So Maybe this is die? this is brand new. I put together a slide deck this instead of standard. us all. Um, Instead of us all doing like, you know, IMDB and everybody. So this is going to be great for a, an audio format, you know. Oh, We're still yeah. going to UConn. Yeah. It's been like six weeks. Did I send you casting? Oh, yeah. Did I've I, got everybody's. Did I do casting? Yeah. Fucking, yeah. I, I think I think all. you all did great. We had some great crossover. This is really fun. I can't so, wait to see what I picked. Real quick, can uh, yeah. can I share can I share a picture as an aside? Yeah, I hope not. So, who am I talking? <laughs> Kenneth <laughs> oh has a Marcel sapient, Duchamp. Yeah, Kenneth has a sapient pearwood chest. I do. Oh, I, like, I have a few of them right. actually. Yeah, Dudes, so he tried to bite me as I was. Yeah. <laughs> Dudes, we got we got to talk about the chest. You kind of wait so. How many of you guys did you guys get the ebook? Yeah, uh, Yukon. I think you and I have the same edition. I mean, yeah. I got the ebook. Yeah, it's a, they show a fucking just regular suitcase. A with suit- stickers did you get on this it. suitcase with all the fucking stickers on it? Yeah, it's it was. It's I, I did not imagine that. I imagined more of like a, I don't know. No, like it's a not, chest it's, that you put. Yeah, it's in not or an something. imagination well, thing. It's described as a fucking wooden chest. Yeah, and not square. a fucking with, suitcase with. Legs. Yeah, legs. that's why. That's why you have to check this other. Uh, it's on the Twitch now. If you want to take a look at it, the other cover. The chest is right there at the bottom with a bunch of legs, and that's exactly what I imagined it looked. What like. the fuck is this book cover? I'm like, hold on. There's a delay. I know. No, 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 no. I'm not. Ta- I'm not talking about the one that Kenneth is showing. That one is awesome. The one that is like the main cover, like if you just go to Amazon and search "Color of Magic," you get this fucking stupid bullshit with a suitcase yeah. with a bunch of stickers on it, and it's all like "Mind the Gap" or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's like, the shit. Where what the hell is that? That's one of those things yeah. where a publisher, a different publisher, buys the rights to publish all the books. They have to come up with new artwork. They yeah. get artwork that has continuity visually among across the entire series, and they fuck up each one individually. Yeah. Because it costs too much to this do illustrations is, like that really cool one that right. you've. That you've I shown. would. I would literally. I would rather have the fucking like movie poster with Johnny Depp. I would rather have that on the cover <laughs> than this stupid ass yeah. suitcase with stickers on it. Yeah, it's just the color of magic, and it's a picture of Johnny Depp as Grindelwald from Fantastic yes. Beasts. No, I want. I want him. I want him as Tonto from the. Uh, from Lone Ranger. Lone Ranger. Yeah, that was that was okay to do. That was cool. Okay. Um, Maybe we have this Native so... American. Can we make him Johnny Depp? <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> Whitewashing what? What's that? Okay. Uh, if you're if you're just tuning in, we uh, we have been we just wrapped up our main part of our discussion about. The Color of Magic from Terry Pratchett. What we're getting into now is what we do at the end of every book that we read. And this is our casting. If we were to cast this uh, as a movie, how would we cast it? And, you know, it's just, a, it's just a lot of fun. Here we go. Shelf importance. UConn, is that Apple Kino? It is Apple Kino. Wow. Yeah. I had to learn wait, some wait, stuff wait. for this. Of course it's Kino. What are we talking about? Are there going to be transition oh, animations? You where it's... 
bet there's oh, gonna the be text, a transition, like, transition animations. I mean, oh, he's sweet. had he's had a month to work on it. Hope are we are, are we ready? <laughs> yeah, dude. All right. Who's up first? Let's dude. do it. Who's who's up first? Uh, Kenneth. Yukon is, Yukon is presenting. Here we go. Kenneth. Kenneth's way, up oh, first. Hey, you guys are talking to me. It's, it's Kent. Ooh. It's Kent. Oh God, I love Lupita Nyong'o. Wow, man. This All right, Kent. Look how wow. good. How good oh, are my shit? That's good. How good are my rinse, wind, and two flower? I mean, they're perfect. <laughs> stop, stop. Rinse, wind, and two flower. We've got Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, the fucking dynamic British duo. Yeah. <sighs> for for Run sure. the Barbarian, we have Ed Screen. You may recognize him from Deadpool. Lucon, hey, this is impressive, bro. It. He's in Deadpool. Uh, he's in other films as well. Wait. <laughs> well, who is wait, he in stop. Deadpool? He's the main uh, first villain guy. Okay. Steals his girl. Time out. Who is Yahoo Abdul Ma- Maternity? Hang tight. Look for for Kring. <laughs> for Kring, the voice of Kring, the sword, the talking sword. We have Paul Bettany because I just oh, imagine yeah. talk, talking all eloquently. Oh, okay, the, such a good voice for the homunculus. <laughs> and by the way, there are more than one homunculus, more than one homunculi I f- in the book. I fucked that dude right in the voice. <laughs> Danny DeVito. <laughs> Paul Bettany? No, no Paul Bettany. Bettany. Oh, put it right yeah. in his voice, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so there are more than one homunculi. I have Danny DeVito is going to be cast as everyone that ever shows up in the series. It's for sure. It's yeah. always Danny DeVito. All right, for Bravd and Weasel, we have... So good. Pew, 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 John Cena! <laughs> and Ethan Hawke. So good. Okay. Perfect. For, for Lisa, we've got... Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry if I fucked this up. Lapita Nyongo. I think he got it. Cool. Yep. Uh, uh for Grecha, Idris Elba. Yeah, and these are our two brothers, Grecha and Lior. No, Lior. no, no. Grecha's the dad. Lior. Oh, Grecha's the dad. Grecha's the dad. The dead yep. dad. Oh wait. The oh, dead dad. Right. He's gonna be, be Idris. Fun. He's gonna be Idris Elba, Liort, and Liartes, the brothers. I'm sorry. It's pronounced Liort. <laughs> Liort. <laughs> And Liart says, "Okay, uh, is have, that does he play Black Manta in Aquaman? Is that uh, I, don't, I don't know. He's yeah, yeah, Abdul Matern too. He's yeah. I don't know. I saw him most recently in Candyman. Okay, he was fucking yeah, yeah, Abdul fucking, Matern uh, too. And I don't think that's how names work. <laughs> Win, Winston's fine. Winston's from Black Black Panther. The second, okay. yeah, he's also from get uh from us. He plays okay. in us." Mm-hmm. Uh, Winston Duke, yep, as the artist. Okay, and then uh, Tethys, nice. Robbie Coltrane. That's pretty good. Is that that's Hagrid? Hagrid, right? That's Hagrid, yeah, yeah Hagrid. Okay. and Because he's all because he, he's lumbering around. He's lumbering Tethys around. Tethys is the water troll guy, right? Yeah, yeah, is yeah. Is he going to yes. be like, like mocap all see-through <laughs> and shit? Yeah, yeah, and he just lumbers around. Good. He's like, oh. That's <laughs> good. Like, oh, rinse wind, you know. Uh, for death, we have Bill Nye. Perfect. Yeah, uh, it's always perfect for a death. There's, there is no, there is no character that you can cast as Bill Nighy and be wrong. That's right? true. Like, it's true. Like, and Lisa I, could be Bill Nighy, and I'd be like, <laughs> "Fucking, that's perfect." Right. And now that now that we're talking about, now that you're saying that, I'm thoroughly Love surprised that. and and shocked and frankly ashamed of myself for having not cast Alan Rickman in anything yet. Ah. Uh. Well, okay, I want to change something. Yeah. Uh, all right. Rip. Lastly, we have Fate and the Lady. These two are going to play Ooh, off each other. We have Zoe Kravitz mm-hmm. oh, as the Lady and James McAvoy as Fate. All right. All right. Good job, man. Man, I Thanks. love 
I really love just the overlap of what we've got here. Cause I know this that a- I know that there's a hand, maybe a few at least that can, I also have on mine and yeah. I, I am next. Here we go. Great. Uh, this is hey Yukon. Yeah. This is a fantastic format for it this. Is yeah, it's amazing. great. I love it. Oh, Bill Nye's here. All right. There he is again. Oh. Okay. Sorry, I just nutted my pants. <laughs> <laughs> and John Cena. <laughs> All right. Wow. So he's so hot right now. My rinse wind is Chris Pratt because he's gonna be the lead in everything. Right. And it, yep. the only reason I cast him in this is because he's Mario. Okay. And he's, of course. I think he's also going to be somebody else in another animated movie. So I'm like, he's got to be my rinse wind. I see Two Flower as a Steve Buscemi. I think he could be that kind of guy. What the, that's uh, the worst word in the world. What? <laughs> what? Steve Buscemi as Two Flower? Yeah. <laughs> if anything, I would switch the two. Why not? Uh, yeah. <laughs> You guys. I, yeah, I'm, I'm anyway, I would switch it. Yeah. Anyway, I have The Rock as Run, mostly because Absolutely. I love this toupee picture. It's probably yeah, fake. It's um, really good. Kring, you know, I think him and uh, Kevin Hart <laughs> and The Rock, a good one. they would have a good back and forth, you know, I, talking. I think The Rock has a contractual obligation that Kevin Hart has to be in any movie he's in. Yes. Right. And he has to pick him up at some point. So having him be a sword is great. I think yeah. a nice, a nice sassy John Oliver would make a great Wait, homunculus. Can I, yeah. can I, can we T.O. for a second? Sure. Maybe I was drunk when I was reading it. What is the homunculus? So the homunculus, they are the little demons that control <laughs> Two Flowers contraption. So when they open oh, up the camera. Oh, he's the, the, the camera demon. Yeah, he's the, the camera demon. Guy. They're the, the, watch, the demon. watch demon or compass and, demon, whatever and Ken, little contraptions. And Ken, what yes. was your camera demon? Danny DeVito. That was Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito. That's uh, really good. Can you okay. can you picture yeah. him wobble like opening the door and like doing his like classic is Danny it, DeVito waddle out? Oh yeah. Like, hey, is it too late to add the dude from, from the updated Willy Wonka movie that were the Oompa Loompas as the homunculus for mine? I forget who they were. It's too late. I know. Yeah, I don't know who yeah. that dude is, but oh, he's a weirdo. Uh, okay, I, Jeff, tell I me saw, about Jeff Goldblum. I saw Bravd and Weasel as kind of a, um, oh, uh, and Vandemar. Yeah. So, like, these just two complete opposite. I thought he said one yeah, is really exactly. short and one is really tall. So I thought these two guys would be pretty good. Jeff can Goldblum right, and Danny DeVito. Can we do just a quick show of hands? Who would be totally into mouth kissing Jeff Goldblum? Yeah, he. he I mean, this picture is pretty fire. He's looking. Uh, he's looking like a nice guy. Alan, you've got yourself here a couple that. of heroes. Yeah, <laughs> suck uh, that dude off. <laughs> All right, moving on. I'd I've be got glad to uh, Lisa. I think would be a good Blake. Angelina Jolie. Uh, her dead dad, Grisha, Bill Nye. As we said, <laughs> he would it. be good as any person. Why in this not cast. John Voight? John Voight would also be good. John Voight would be uh, really nice. Leo Ert is uh, Channing Tatum. Leardy is John it's Cena. Leo. Oh, that's a that's good what I did. one. Because they look like each they other. They look almost. alike. They kind of look like that's brothers. Really I think it would really play well. Uh, yeah. Tethys. I have John Reese davies who played Gimli in Lord of the Rings and <laughs> Treebeard. So he voiced Treebeard. I thought he'd be great for Tethys. And that's that dude nice. from Indiana Jones. I didn't know that. Bad um, dates, you know what I'm talking about? 
uh, Def, I've got the Allstate guy, Dennis Haysbert. Um, <laughs> the Allstate guy. Fate. That's what you should have put. You should have just put and, the Allstate guy. So it's, Guys, it's, these are good. It's, yeah. it's really like his voice, so deep. The way that... Um, the way that the author really described every time that death talked, oh, yeah. what death's voice, like how deep it was or how like his, his descriptions were, I was just like, that's that guy. He's got that voice. Um, Mine are lame. Christopher Lee as fate. And then the lady Kate Beckinsale. I'm just going to hang on. I'm just going to call Jeffrey Tubin real quick and just ask if it's okay to have a wank on the stream. Is that <laughs> Yeah, go for it. It's okay. Uh, so it's as long cool. as you don't, as long as you don't <laughs> think you're on. That in. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I do. think I didn't think I was on. Kate Beckinsale is on. I do forget who's next. So here we go. We've got Black. Whoa! Black. This is going to be so exciting because I do not remember a single person. <laughs> <laughs> oh hell yes! Oh, okay, Christopher Waltz, man. Yeah, here's the deal. Rinse wind, crystal wall. Because I, I gotta, I get this. I think basically, like, if you say that a person is a wizard and you don't qualify it any further, I'm like, great, old white guy. That's, <laughs> I mean, yeah, pretty much right. Of course, that's my own, that's my own personal bias talking, and I apologize for that. I'm sorry. I'm just now realizing how white my casting is. <laughs> well, you have to, for, to for some reason. Two, okay, here's not white people. Here's, here's the, the, the problem that I had with this with with this book is that like from the very beginning, the second that Two Flower gets introduced, the picture that was in my head was Will Smith's character from the Aladdin movie, <laughs> also known as All right. Genie, right? So it was like a person wearing like traditionally like Middle Eastern clothing. Is that what that is? <laughs> all right, all right. Right? And like, just, and, but you guys all were like, yeah, I totally see Sean Astin as Two Flower, right? Because... <laughs> Because I think like later in the book, it becomes apparent that Two Flower is just a dude from our world. Am I off base here? Well, he's got the like, the it's like more or less their version our of Sherman. our world because he's got, you know, a magic chest and he has, uh, you know, little demons that control his devices. So but yeah, it's like it's all, all of his technology is just like facsimiles of yeah our technology. Right. Damn, I. Dude, I cannot express how much I forgot about this entire cast list that I put together. Okay, Dude, here it is Chris Hemsworth. Her, homunculus is on point, man. Yeah, yeah it's right? good. that was homunculus. Really homunculus Gilbert Gottfried Kring is like the world's sexiest voice. Benedict Cumberbatch. Why did you did you just copy and paste that picture of the rock into everybody's? Cast yes, list? I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I think I had okay, wait, too, so, right? Wait, you UConn also had Kevin Hart and Weasel. I did. No, uh, so, I had no I had sorry, I had, had the Rock and Rock. Kevin as paired together and you did as well. It warmed my heart. And, yeah, and what nice. were they what were they in your cast list? They were Kring they were, Kring and Hrung. Kring and Hung. Kring and, and Hrung. <laughs> Kring and Cringe and Hung. Cringe and Hung. Amazing. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so Lisa, I got this picture in my head of just a very like badass, like the kind of woman who like could just totally beat you up. Right. And like, I don't think anybody embodies and you, that. And you would enjoy Rodriguez. it. I would enjoy it a little bit. <laughs> hey, they said she, they said she was like kind of hot in the book, you know? 
Yeah. I, I enjoyed Michelle Rodriguez in Fast and the Furious, but I think really the energy that I wanted to channel for Lisa is more at a, her character in Avatar, where she's like a Osprey pilot, right? Oh, Do you guys yeah. remember her yeah. in Avatar? Yeah. That's, she's like a Marine, basically, in Avatar, and she's pretty awesome. Obviously, I, I think <laughs> Tommy Chong... I, I really went back and forth between Cheech and Chong for this. And I don't know why. I, I It's funny that we all, for for these four characters, Lisa, Grisha, and Liar, Liartes, we all sort of picked a race that they were like, it's like Kenneth folks were well, all black. It makes sense. They're family. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, was just, I just, I got a real like, I studied abroad in Spain, so I feel okay saying the racist thing I'm about to say. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's the? Somebody else has to mark it down because. By the way, by the way, Blake, we have we've not had we've not had a single scratch scratch out moment yet. Yeah. Well, here I am to supply you for that, but I just feel like. <laughs> There's a drama that is that is present in sort of like the the people whose native language is Spanish. They're just like there's this sort of Spanish fire that you get, and you get it if you go to Spain, or you get it with this fake Spanish people well, that live in this that's fair in the Western Hemisphere, right? Yeah. There's, there's just part of this culture, right, that is just like more passionate, right? And I felt I got that out of the like Leor family right <laughs> tommy chong so i went back and forth between cheech and chong because like i just got mad stoner vibes out of this dude great show he was fun right? that character was fun. was fun yeah it's a good character uh for the brothers i, I picked benicio del toro and javier bardem who, very nice Look. Now that I'm looking at them on the same screen, I don't Bang. actually think they look alike. What? But like, but it works. But for whatever reason, just like when one of those two dudes is in a movie, I'm like, "Yep, that's the that's one of those guys." Yeah, will for you sure? Will you believe this? Kill somebody. The other day, he, the other day, my boss was sitting across from me in a meeting, and he was like really disheveled looking, and I was like. Oh my gosh! She, and by the way, spoiler alert: I never have found I never found the actor that I'm thinking of. But I was like, oh, he looks like this real ugly actor who always plays these like laggy characters. I'm trying to remember who it is. So I found myself searching, and I'm like, okay, top male ugly actors. Ugly actors. <laughs> and would you, would you? How shocked would you be to find Javier Bardem on that list? Whoa! No, no I wouldn't really? think that. The he only was, reason he was high thinks, on the list, I'm like, what the fuck? He's like a handsome dude. So was yeah. Machete on there? The Machete guy, Danny he's, Trejo. Yeah. Danny Trejo. I don't think he was. Bashimi was really? on there. Yeah, Bashimi was. He's always on that list. Oh I, yeah. Listen, Bashimi's ugly. Sorry, Steve. You're my dog, but like, you're <laughs> ugly. You if you ugly. If you put together a list of all the movies Benicio del Toro and Javier Bardem have been in, and like. To, made me select which one was which I would not be able to. But the reason Javier Bardem showed up on the ugly actors list is because he played a dude with no teeth in one of the James Bond movies. Yeah. The, the most one that forgettable has James Bond movie. Another one with Christopher Waltz, right? That the most forgettable one? God, Christoph Waltz is the best. No, Christoph Waltz was Inspector. I think Bardem was 
Was Bardem in Quantum of Solace? He might have uh, been he's in the one, also. He's in the one that's modeled after Home Alone. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? They go to like his childhood home and they've like booby trapped it and shit. Yeah. Uh, yep. <laughs> yep. Well, go back and watch that movie. It's the one this that Adele's in. Like, I got a te- I got a, a Bond cast. Movie. I didn't want it to Dana Craig Bonds. Yeah. Well, it was it was Judy Dench's uh, childhood. Or was it James Bond? It doesn't matter. Listen, Tethys, John Goodman, obviously. Uh, Death, Peter Pe- Peter Capaldi, yep. because I can't think of a more dead person. <laughs> um, <laughs> guy uh, Pierce is the guy that I cast in movies whenever I need a blank slate. <laughs> his his guy, forehead, you know, his forehead looks really strange in this picture. I think I think Guy it's Pierce is one of the one of the out. best actors, but like. So going back to my thing about like making a list of movies, if you make a list of, if you had made a, a list of all the movies Guy Pierce has been in, and just gave it to me without knowing that Guy Pierce was in all of them, I would be like, <laughs> this is twenty different actors. <laughs> Guy Pierce, I think, has the most plastic face in Hollywood. He he but, does not look like the same. It's him and Gary Oldman ooh, are oh, like yeah, boy. Yep. Yeah, two. Dude, we haven't two cast him in anything, in. right? And oh, that's that's Gary's also that's also a goddamn shame. But yeah, Pierce is great, man. Let me like the difference between Super Guy good. Pierce and Memento and Guy Pierce in Iron Man three. Yeah, I was gonna like, say he's Iron what? Man three, right? Yeah, he's is the that the kid Mander. from Different Strokes, Gary Oldman? Or am I thinking of something different? I don't. Gary, know. If, if Gary if Oldman. You, if the word associated with him in your mind is kid, the answer is no. He's no. got old man in his fucking name, Bob. Yeah. I mean, come <laughs> on. <laughs> All right, and I do have to say, when Blake when Blake sent me his oh, list. Oh, Gary Coleman is who I'm thinking of. This, oh, my God. <laughs> hey, guys, guys, guys. Do you, oh, my God. Do you guys remember when Gary, when, when Gary Coleman played Commissioner Gordon in Batman? <laughs> What you talking about, Batman? You remember that? <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I really, lo- I really, yeah, I really loved Gary Coleman as Sirius Black, as Sirius Black in Harry Potter. When yep. he was like, "What you talking about, Harry?" <laughs> I don't know movies, I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) How do you confuse Gary Oldman for Gary Coleman? (laughs) It's pretty easy. (laughs) Oh, Christ. Wow. (laughs) So. uh, Oh, shit. Can't breathe. (laughs) Bleck was very specific with this last one. He said... He said, Yukon, you I this is the person I want to cast as the lady, but you have to use this picture. I mean, that's, yeah. a, that's you can't yeah, use another I, picture. Because so, I looked at like I spent I'm I must have been drunk because I mostly forgot about this. Now that I'm now that we're talking about it, I'm like remembering it. I spent like a lot of time to on Google image searching this person, and I was like, nope, nope, nope. Nope, no, that's the lady right there. Mm-hmm. Like this. See, I found this, this one from a different angle, but I actually had to screenshot the image he sent me because I couldn't yeah. find it anywhere else. <laughs> you can see, you can see the um, 
the border from my screenshot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. image capture. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so I don't, I don't know this person from that much stuff. I've seen hidden figures that she's in and is phenomenal. Right. Empire. I, is she an empire? I was going to say, I think she's, she's an, an empire. empire. She's the, I've the not the seen any wife. episodes of empire, but she is like, I, I don't know something about the lady. I just got that. Like, this person, and I'm I'm seeing this person because I don't 100 percent know. How, I'm guessing it's Taraji P Henson. Is how, it how to say her name? I'm yeah, thinking this is Jim Henson's uh, ex wife. Jim Henson's what? <laughs> yeah, it's his ex wife. Yeah, he practices puppeteering on her. Yeah. Yep, yep. Guys, I need to know. Like, Are you fucking with me? Right? No, it's not seriously. Yeah. No, it's for this is for serious, man. Nuh-uh. Great. I'm assuming that you're lying. So she yeah. is like, <laughs> yeah, she never married again. Like she, she said she'll never find love again. Yeah, of yeah. Because no, pu- after right, I want to have to ruin her. this. The yeah. puppets ruined her for love. Did he like? Well, look. <laughs> no, she she told Google not to put it in the search results. So you're not, you're no. not going to find it. Oh, imagine okay. imagine for a moment that you have a vagina. E- easy. Continue. Oh, I look at it all the time. Easy. Go ahead. The, that that you are the proud owner of one clitoris, and <laughs> oh my God, and Dude, you've Rich, got Rich. You would have a you would have a fat clitoris, wouldn't you? <laughs> you look like a fat clitoris guy. Uh, imagine it for a moment, and you've got one of those, and you 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 find yourself in the in the company of. Fucking puppet master Jim Henson. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Now, now, how do you find love after you've known the love of Jim Henson? Yeah. That's true, man. Finger master. <laughs> yeah, and not to not to yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So great, good, Blake. Good job. That's a good cast. <laughs> No, she's, By the way, she's I wonderful. Thi- I what I what I think is so great about the lady is like I like, think I found the podcast intro, by the way. <laughs> Imagine you were in the possession of one clitoris. <laughs> I'm excited to see who Dingleberry cast Gary it's Coleman just, as. It's just Gary Coleman and Eddie Murphy all the way down. Here we it's go. All- it's all yeah, it's, Gary Coleman. It's a. It's a. What, this is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is Bob's cast. Oh man! Oh, oh my boy Blue. <laughs> yeah. Bob, Bob, Bob walk us through it. Bob, damn, dude. Okay, so Rincewind, I had this kind of goofy-looking guy, and this is the guy that I wanted to cast for. Uh, Something I can't remember. Something back in the previous book or the one before that. I've used him for somebody that I cast. I can't was it remember. Rince, was it Rincewind that I, I thought he's I had? A, he's a good Rincewind. Yeah, you had him for Rincewind. Okay. All right. Okay. I don't remember. I like this interpretation of Rincewind as a person who's not like an old white dude and is in fact just like a young sort of scrappy white, dude. Young white dude? Yeah, and that's kind of A how, young white dude. I did Yeah. So I watched I watched a little bit of the the TV series and um Rincewind is just this goofy old kind of just inept guy. I didn't really get that. I kind of got like he was like a misunderstood kind of mysterious kind of guy and so What's the what's yeah, the I think TV he, series like Bob 
Uh, I don't know. I've only watched a few yeah. minutes of it. I'm but. with you, Bob. I, I'm like Rincewind. That's why I did Simon Pegg. I'm like Rincewind is smart. Okay. Yeah. He's got he's something like blocking smart. his brain. Yeah. He's got something blocking his brain, but he kind of fucks up things and he's like down on his life and his luck. He's kind of an alcoholic. I would imagine when he can get the beers. Um, very, yeah, th- these are g- a good cast. So Haran, I, you know, muscular guy. I mean, he could have been this dude or the rock. You, or whoever. you skipped oh, over two flower. You skipped, you skipped over, over two. Oh, flower. I don't character. remember why I picked. Are you sure UConn. that that's who I picked? Yeah. Excellent. Okay. Excellent I, I thought I, I, thought Man, I, I had, I had so much fun picking out these pictures. Yeah. You got the best Nick cage picture. I've never seen that picture before. <laughs> <laughs> He's got that mustache. He's looking so slick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't insane. remember why I picked him for two. I thought I had those you were, two guys backwards. You were maybe high. anyway. You might have been yeah. thinking of him the other way, but the, I did what was written I'm, down. Yeah. Okay. You might that's have been ripping a ripping a sick fine. dab. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So Haran, I'm thinking somebody you know muscular, sure. and, and and I just watched Dune. I thought, hey, there we go. Yep. I don't know All if right. he has a budget for Batista right now. <laughs> He's so, He's so praying, I was I was thinking somebody kind of abrasive and kind of like, that's hey, fun. yeah, he'd be. Let's good. go kill somebody, you know. And that's kind of how <laughs> this. guy... <laughs> and of course, James Earl Jones, deep, deep voice, kind of, you know, oh, it's so a, it's kind of give, a gimme. Yeah. Uh, Abroad again, I kind of imagine a, a big muscular guy, uh, maybe maybe. 80s or 90s Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Weasel, again, I kind of had this, Bravd and Weasel were kind of these opposite, you know, yeah. Bravd being a big, big muscular guy and Weasel being a short, kind of stumpy kind of guy. Love it. Lots uh, of DeVitos. I don't, think, I don't think Arnold and Danny have been in like a lot of stuff since the 90s and I just miss those days. Yeah, well, man, they were they're twins. twins. Danny, Danny's, twins. Danny's been uh, in... What it's always sunny for the last fifteen years, twenty years. Yeah. Well, I'm just I'm saying it's like been his them together long. because yeah. because the two of those those dudes together are like the most perfect pairing of human beings that I can imagine. That yeah, because like, oh, human physique. You know what it is? It's it's the Rock and Kevin Hart of the nineties. It is yep, exactly. Yep. Yeah, no, exactly. It, it's the it it's the smaller person that is an actual actor who is who is. <laughs> Who is bringing hum- humanity and carrying the acting weight for the large muscle bound guy? <laughs> Are you okay? You just boy? almost killed me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. All right, Dingle, keep keep going. For for Gracia, I had this kind of No like, no no, you skipped Lisa. Again. Lisa. Oh, Lisa okay, Lisa, so Charlize Theron. I don't know, I just kind of got this. Oh, very, yeah. No, she's very, she's a great. Charlize is awesome for that part. Although, That's yeah. Yeah. Although I do take a, a big issue with this, and I'll get to that when you're done, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you know what it is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so, just gonna get to it. He casted Leo <laughs> and Leartes, the two brothers, as he and I, because we're brothers, and we're, and our sister, whose name it, is Lisa. Is Lisa. <laughs> he did not. Catch, he did not cast as her sister I didn't sister think Lisa. about that. In- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Can we... 313, can we not... <laughs> <laughs> no, it's hey, staying. Rich. She subscribes. It's staying. She doesn't listen. <laughs> I, You know, I had to really search for when you talked about this next one. 
I was Racer? I didn't know what you were talking about. But that's yeah, a deep cut, man. Yeah. Boy Blue. Yeah. With, yeah. So I just kind of imagined this kind of impotent kind of guy that's like, I just want to fucking die. I just yeah. Wanna, I, <laughs> hey, Rich. Rich, what's his dick got to do with it? <laughs> no, impotent in the general sense. Just like not, just not powerful. Ineffective. Okay. Ineffective, yeah. The opposite of omnipotent. Yeah, M- I, I guess. You guys think you guys think God has a rock heart dick? Uh, yeah, heart, he's got, heart he's is got, a crouton. Yeah, he's got a, he's got a he's got a kid that's himself. You have to have a hard dick for that. That's yeah. right. It's a, his 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 DNA is so strong it it it's a hundred percent dominant genes. I have to pee so bad. <laughs> so uh, for teeth, for teeth for you two, this these images were Google searches. Oh yeah, so, yeah, that's a, that's an old one for me actually. I, I recognize yeah. that picture, Ken, and I don't know why. Was because it I've like used, a Twitter a, or a? I, it was a it was my profile avatar for a long time across okay. social media. All right, yeah. because I've used I've used it. <laughs> that's my. I, it that's was a, a it was my profile the, avatar the, for uh, a long time. Your faculty pick, my my faculty yeah. pick. Yeah. All right. I need to get a new one. My hair is like fucked up. I, I think Lou Ferrigno's is also his faculty pick. Yeah. 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 Yep. The. Uh, School of Athens, I, I think is gr- what that is. I need to grow my hair out again. <laughs> All right. Yep, it is. Oh, Lou Ferrigno's a beast. I love Ferrigno. By the way, I know you guys didn't agree with me necessarily, but I think Tethys is modeled after yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, inspired yeah. by Thetis and the name. Your Song yeah. of Achilles, you know, you remember your Greek? Your, so that's casting. Yeah, Thetis, Tethys is just a little bit of moving a word, moving a letter around. Oh boy! So that was uh, yeah, casting. That was good time. All right, all right, all right, all right. Me? Oh, oh, you? Oh, yeah. Right. You mean uh? So we're down to over there on the agenda. Yeah, it's, it's really Are nice. The way this out stuff we're we getting go. pretty That's fucking professional. Yep. Yep. I am puppy party, somebody. puppy party, blah, blah, puppy party, puppy party, dee, 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 dee. Wife alert, wife alert, wife alert, wife puppy alert. Party! Puppy party, puppy party, puppy party. party. Hey, Whenever one of our wives or puppies or sometimes both, if you watch the stream, <laughs> you would know that. And we always see the dog buttholes and we haven't yet seen the wife buttholes. Or sometimes and both. Both just and happen. We, we, Probably won't. You'd know. It probably won't. All right. <laughs> hey, I, I see. That's you know, so I see okay. you don't have ratings. <laughs> you don't have oh. ratings in here. All right. Look at my dog. He's really digging. So in there. that's the cuddle bed. So reviews. Yeah, yeah, we usually do. I, I think so. Yeah, puppy and it, it just depends on right. how we want to do that. So, like, how, do we want to do our, our ratings metric? and then the one star reviews? Okay, all right. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Colors mm-hmm. out of eight. Colors well, out of eight. I think it's the number we can't. Colors name. out of the eight colors, right? <laughs> yeah, it's gotta. It's gotta be out of so out one of four times two. Yeah, yeah four times two. All right. And next. 
Uh, you guys aren't as comfortable with talking about our wives' buttholes as I am, are you? <laughs> Out of seven plus one, who wants to go first? It looks like UConn. It's there on the agenda. I'll go first. Um. So let's see. So out of eight, I'm no. gonna. At ah, oh, I said it. You're doomed. Fuck. They're coming what for me. What is screaming though about? Um. So I'm gonna give it a uh seven minus one. Okay. Out of nice. out of seven plus one. And so I I did have fun reading it. I thought it it, it very much read like a uh, D&D campaign, uh, like we've talked about, like we've also talked about, or maybe we haven't. It it was the uh, fantasy equivalent of uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, which is perfect because we talked about Neverwhere tonight, which we also said was like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Right. Um, it was fun. It, it. I thought it was, like I've said too many times, very clever. And um, I, I think I'd recommend it if I knew what someone liked. Like if yeah. I knew that they liked fantasy and funny stuff, I would recommend this book to them. Maybe not just yeah. anybody. But I, I had a good one. Good pick, Blake. Nice. Blake, you're next. Yeah, I think I'm gonna I think I would go with a ten divided by two out of seven plus one. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> and I, I think yeah, I think you I think we've kind of nailed it with the D D campaign, but the problem is D&D campaigns, and I and I say this as a person who is like pretty passionate about Dungeons and Dragons and spends a lot of my time playing it, they can be a fucking mess sometimes. And I think I think all five points that have been garnered here have been garnered in the area of like imaginative imaginativeness. Right? Like this is an incredibly creative work. But it feels to me a little bit like a D&D campaign that has no like editorial inputs to make it a, co- a cohesive story. It is just it is it is the D&D campaign where like my players made a joke about an NPC being like kind of bird like, and then I just yes and it until it was an <laughs> actual bird. Right. It is just so <laughs> it is taking spaghetti and throwing it against the wall and just like all of it sticks, right? And I don't know that like I don't know that that makes a great story. It's super creative. Love that. There's some concepts in it that I just look at and like, I think like, I don't know if I could ever come up with something as like off the wall as this, but like, I think if a good story, a, a truly like creative and good story comes up with concepts that are off the wall and then puts them into something that like make a cohesive story, make a point like, and I'm I'm not even like necessarily the kind of person that really needs like all of my novels to like have a message to them, but like 
this one really just seemed like splatter painting. Yeah. You know, and just like, there's no meaning. It's just like, here's some stuff that I like thought of. And it's just out there now. And I don't, I don't know that I like, I, I don't necessarily appreciate my time being spent engaging with that. So I think I like a little lower, lower rating than I normally would. There is, there is some like, there is some fun to be had. I'm super interested to know what the good Discworld books are like. Cause I think there's so much potential with somebody that creative to tell a really interesting story. I'm not sure that this book is the one that got there. All right. Right on. Dingleberry. I'm going to go with two cubed minus <laughs> square root of two squared. Which be six. Six? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I have to sound smart when I can. Uh, yeah, so I think this is probably out of the, all the books we read, except, I don't know, except for Lions, this is probably the first fantasy book, maybe. Would you agree? Of ours one, that we've read, yeah. Well, there's, uh, there's a lot of fantasy going on in Belkia. Well, that's the one I was out on. Right. That well, was yeah, no, there was no I, fantasy I would, in that one. Rich, I, I would say while uh, Lions of Arasan is pure fantasy, it's not the same kind of fantasy that this is. This is yeah. like so when fantasy. I when I when, this I, is think I, think fantasy, when I think of fantasy, yeah. When I think of this is what I think of. And yeah. So I you know. I, I've been and and keep in mind I've this is empty now so just, <laughs> yeah so like in my mind like when I think of it, this is what I think about and it's not something that I really sought out as a reader it's always something that I'd, I don't know I just and I didn't avoid it but I didn't sort of see seek it out wow, uh, you're doing great man but yeah. I liked it I liked it I enjoyed it. Um, the, 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 the minus, uh, square to two squared for my rating just comes with the, probably more of my ineptitude with fantasy and like the names and all that stuff and keeping track of like stuff that's not familiar with me. And if I familiar to me, (laughs) and if I was more, (laughs) if I was more familiar with fantasy stuff, it probably would have flowed a little bit better. But yeah, right. So I said Very some nice. words, so I hope that makes sense. Those are words. This is a words. weird entry into the fantasy genre. Yeah, it, I would it, suggest like, other things. It is yeah. like, yeah, like uh, Dune. Yeah, Dune's fantasy. We you know, I'm, I'm I'm really thinking about including that in my 2022 Goodreads list. I'm seriously yeah, thinking about do it. Do it. I'm not gonna. Uh, it's, it's it's a hoss, right? It's a big one, right? It is a big it's one. A, it's a big in. If you do it, talk to us about it. Yeah, do that. Okay. That. I've said it. I've said it many times before. Dune is hard to read by yourself. Really? And awesome to read with buddies. Really? Yeah. Well, I, so I, I guess I guess what I should say is like, I read it, did not enjoy it, did not like it once and then read it with these dudes and like having a chance to talk about it i think made a huge difference so maybe i'll have two books on my reading challenge for goodreads dune and war and peace that'd be it 
Can I, I tried War and Peace. Why don't you add Infinite Jest onto that? I don't think let's you've all, got enough let's there. All, let's, all, let's all read Infinite Jest. <laughs> the 2023 Infinite through 2025 <laughs> book club. <laughs> yeah. I want to. I secretly want to read it, but after how much I tortured you guys with the House of Leaves, I'm like, I don't know if I want <laughs> right, to. Just... Right. All right. So uh, I'm not. I'm not going to dwell. I'm not going to dwell too long on mine. Let's. I, I can start by saying it's basically the same review that Blit gave, like down to it, because both of us are game masters. We understand like leading a D and D and or like other RPG campaign, and because of that, it it has. Uh, a lot of redeeming qualities it wouldn't otherwise have for me. I think I would probably rate it reasonably low. Yeah. Game Master D&D thing. Uh, it's an RPG thing. Uh, I would say it's a a pickup artist thing. Is that like a certificate you get in the mail? Like a correspondence course? I got a lot of game. Yeah. I've kissed 56 yeah. women. You, well, you get a certificate after you pass the online quiz after you read Mike the Situations book. <laughs> GTL, baby. Yeah, oh, yeah. man. T-shirt time. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so I'm giving it... Here's here's my... Hey, like this math. I'm giving it a 5 minus 0. Is Love that a, a nice and tough one for you? Out of, out of 4 plus 4. <laughs> um, right there in the middle. And, I, you know, as, as a book, it's not bad. As thinking, you know, in, it being an immersive campaign, super fun. So I had fun reading it, um, but yeah, no sense to babble. I had a lot of fun reading it, but it wasn't incredible as far as like book structure goes. It's such a good D and D campaign. Yeah, oh, it's fantastic! It I'm good. I mean, such a mediocre. Book. I will. I will steal themes from. This. Oh yeah, you you better believe there's going to be an upside down mountain. Yeah, of course there's. My next John. Hey, you, oh, there's a. There is a chest at the bottom. What do you do? Like I go to open it, like uh, it bites towards you. you. It eats your hand. <laughs> it bites your hand off. Can you actually like? I'm gonna open the chest. You're like roll constitution. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like what? Why? <laughs> Just roll it, and dexterity. Um, yeah. Uh, so are we ready to move on to this our is our last segment? Re- last segment. One star reviews. Yeah. All this right, is I'm the most fun segment. All right. Econ, you're reading. You're okay. Reading so reads. mine are from Goodreads. I think I, I've got three. They're real short. Uh, okay. Marie. So th- this addresses something we talked about earlier tonight. She says, there is a reason why Terry Pratchett said not to read this book. I found out the hard way. <laughs> Terry Pratchett said not to read this book. How apparently, we not apparently, apparently, uh, S- Saskia, I copied this, so I didn't type it wrong. Saskia says, um, like Rembrandt Saskia? I, I don't know. Saskia is kind of a hot name. Uh, they say... That was uh, Rembrandt's lover. Just couldn't finish. So the same same uh, name as Blake's te- sex tape. Sorry, Blake. I had to pick somebody. <laughs> uh, You're the winner. And then... And then Jade said, not for me. My brain is just too logical for this satirical and whimsical novel. <laughs> that was Blake. He's smart to enjoy this book. Yeah. Blake wrote that review. Yeah. We all know mm-hmm. it. All right. Blake, Blake you're on Google. Yeah. Can I, uh, so here's the problem. I've been, you don't have 
I've been real busy. That's fine. So so at the beginning of this call, I, I Googled a bunch of Amazon stuff. So why don't we do Rich first? And then if you chose the same ones, I'll choose different ones. <laughs> well, I chose Amazon uh, as I do. Yep. All right. So the first one is from Bender. He rated mm -hmm. it one out of five stars. What yep. was the title of his... his uh, this is a verified purchase, by the way. And remember, empty. Okay. <laughs> I, I had no clue what was going on in the story. I couldn't even finish it. If I started reading it from the beginning, I still wouldn't understand it. So my question is, maybe he shouldn't have read it from the end to the beginning in the first place. <laughs> right? <laughs> so, so, well, what, yeah, what kind of comment is that? If I would have read it from the beginning... As you just like, man, yeah, I was starting middle. I was starting yeah, to go like, backwards. Kind of like books that I can read backwards. I like just starting wherever. Wow. Love it. All right. Next one is Marsha. One out of five stars. Verified purchase. No punctuation, no capitalization, no commas, <laughs> no periods, nothing. Irritating writing style and structure. Again, yep. no capitalization, no nothing. And I'm not, yet Marsha's writing, this is my comment, yet Marsha's writing style and structure are nothing to be impressed with. Nice. I love that Rich is re rating and reviewing people's reviews. Yeah. One, yep. one star review of the one star review. <laughs> Marsha, you're garbage. Uh, <laughs> my, okay. my 10 year old just writes better reviews than this. Okay. I have, uh, if you want me to stop, just let me know. But these are pretty good. Uh, the next one is Amazon customer, one out of yep. five stars reviewed in the U.S. Verified purchase, in all caps. This is not an audio book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what you get? You got to keep in mind this was on the the book book page. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. not on the audio book page. <laughs> You know how you can I'm, choose the format, right? In Amazon, right? I'm I'm hardcore giggling, Rich, because I also selected this one and pulled it because it's really good. <laughs> this book came up in my search for sci-fi audiobooks amidst many other books that were legitimate <laughs> audiobooks. I bought it thinking I would be able to listen to it. <laughs> What's the deal with that? Carried away, Blake. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Rich, Rich is broken. Uh, but I bought it thinking I would be able to listen to it at work. I was wrong. So far, the only thing I see relating to listening is the text-to-speech. <laughs> so she bought an ebook. <laughs> she bought an ebook. Uh, so far, the, <laughs> so far, the only thing I see relating to listening is the text-to-speech option, which does not exist in the Android app, which I use. Of oh, you're looking for audiobooks, don't waste your money. So she bought an ebook and was mad that it's not an audiobook. Wow, I have. I'm pretty sure this is the only person that made this mistake. <laughs> I will read it though. I've heard it's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh, 
Hey, listeners, uh, viewers, don't bu- don't buy an ebook and don't buy uh, an with e-book the intention of listening to it. <laughs> That's what audiobooks are for. I should just go into yeah. Audible. They sponsor the podcast. Give us a couple hundred thousand dollars an episode. Uh, for sure. Yeah. John B. One out of five stars. Verified purchase. I've read literally <laughs> a metric t- books simply put <laughs> this is the worst i've ever seen so i don't think this guy knows the meaning of the word literally and one metric ton is 22 or 2204.62 pounds for sure one book weighs an average of one point one pound so that's 2204 books. maybe you know depending on his age maybe he's read that maybe i don't maybe know. that's a lot of books it's a lot of books it is All a right. lot of books blake did you have any others yeah dude oh baby uh Amazon user somebody says no real women characters verified purchase. Of course, this person says makes me so sad. Hardly any women characters would have loved to be included in this adventure. We've got Lisa. (laughs) Uh, I I I it is pretty male heavy. I'll give them that. But between Lisa and the lady, I mean, that's about it, right? They're yeah. not wrong. They're not wrong, but I like the second half where they're like, I would have liked to have been in this book. <laughs> Please include me in your next book. I mean, it's almost Dr. Pratchett. It's almost better that they weren't because, I mean, think about it this way, okay? The two women that are main characters in the book are smart, strong, and capable. Every yep. dude is a fucking dipshit. Yep. <laughs> yeah, totally. Pretty much. Every single one. Yep. All right, guys. Very, the patrician very was book. the patrician was pretty on point. He seemed to have a shit. Then I've, good, then I've got uh, I've got one. one out of five stars from Amazon user John. The title is Juvenile. He oh. says, <laughs> "A great book. Nice. If you're in junior high, oh, <laughs> ooh, got him. Was that it? Is that all? Sick burn. Sick burn, John. <laughs> Sick yeah. burn, John. Here we go. Barnes and Noble, one star review. Uh, this is a crazy one. Okay, I'll get a little louder when it's all caps. I'll get kind of rowdy. Like yeah. here. Bad Barnes and Noble. Shame on you. <laughs> no sooner than I had purchased this book for my nook. Then I received a phone call from the risk management that works for my credit union. I have read on blogs that bar that BNN has been compromised as far as credit card numbers, and apparently they're doing nothing about it. I have canceled my credit card. By the way, someone prob at BNN ran up nine hundred dollars in charges in twenty minutes. I hate to not buy Nook books; they are so easy to read, and I just love them. But no more until BNN <laughs> gets its act together and gets its fraud department on the job and stops this thievery. Other than that, the Terry Pratchett book was great. <laughs> <laughs> what do they think is happening? Man, do they you think? Gotta do they use think, your platform. You got to use do your they, platform. Yeah. But do they think they're raiding Barnes and Noble? Or, I mean, they, they, yeah, they give sure. them a one. They give a one star review to a book they said was great. They should have done the same thing. Five stars. Yeah, and then we've got uh, one star. Not recommend. <laughs> now I now I know why I don't read Terry Pratchett. He writes a mismatch of froth. Not worth my time. <laughs> I do, wait. Hang on. Because I do think a mismatch of froth is a pretty good phrase to describe this book. Yeah, to be fair, I just say mismock of froth, but still. 
uh, a Miss Maka frock. Yeah, well, but in it that is case, no, no, that's not wrong. I just wanted to read it because it was short. That that one's a <laughs> that one's a, a pretty fair, uh, uh, pretty fair review actually. But the other yeah. one's really funny where they just rip on B and N for their fraud department <laughs> and they be like, "This this book rocks." At the end. Oh boy, what are we what are we reading next week? But the befuddlement, the willerment. I don't, you know what? I don't know. I don't even know at all what this book is about, and I don't want to know. I it's going to be fun to dip into it. I think we should just all four of us Google the word befuddlement and see if we can find a book that is called that. <laughs> and then did the three of us read it, and we're like, Rich, what did you fucking read? <laughs> did you did you not read befuddlement? The one that has uh, the one that has Daffy Duck on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, so it's we're got, gonna. Re- it's got a picture of Gary Coleman. On the <laughs> Gary Coleman, and when he played when he played Daffy Duck, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, "What you talking about, bugs?" <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Shelf Importance. We'll be back in two weeks as we start a new three-part series on Bewilderment by Richard Powers. Bewilderment was a pick by Dingleberry Bob, and here he is now giving a summary. Uh, Dingleberry Bob, what's your full book summary? <laughs> <laughs> That's a, this is a much more fun thing of this segment. Got him. You picked the book. What is it? Uh, full book summary. <laughs> Uh, a son and a dad go on a trip through the woods and fucking I don't know. Yeah, they put a telescope in their butt. I think. All right, you can do it next time. You can do it next time. Yeah, with that 25x zoom. Yeah, there yeah. We go. Getting up in them fishers. Um, you guys ever played? Uh, have you seen people play pluck a polyp at an at an otter's game? Yes. <laughs> that is Isn't the that most classy? fun. In between, yeah, the kids come out and they're like. Plank, pluck a polyp. Yep. <laughs> oh, okay. What a fun game. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, You're there's playing. like a, there's like a, yeah. So at the, at the Evansville Otters game, there's like uh, during the halftime break in or, or like innings. sometimes like in between innings stuff like that. They have kids come out and like from our sponsor, uh, Doctor Butts Asshole Doctor. <laughs> uh, he, we're gonna show this. We're gonna let these kids that we found. Play a game and like these kids run out, you know, on the baseball they run field. Into an asshole. They play, yeah, they play pluck a polyp where they have to pluck the polyp and then like toss it into a bucket to like their teammate. <laughs> and, and just to clarify, you're not fucking with us right no. now. No, oh, I'm he, no, I'm not. So okay. I'm not at all. There's, there's some, there's some, there's some butt stuff that goes on at the <laughs> Evansville <laughs> Division. T- Division Seven. two. I don't With know how kids. sports fucking work, but Division two B team baseball team that we have it here in Evansville, yeah. Georgia, um, right. Wisconsin, Georgia, Evansville, Evansville, Georgia, Wisconsin. Yeah, that's a real game. They play. They, it. they have, they your, have your kids, kids in, do it. They get kids kid. into butt stuff. Is what you've your said. Children. Here. Yeah, it's a, cool. it's an early introduction to anal play. Great, love it. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's a fun time. I'm gonna play that uh, with Becky tonight. Wow. Oh, you're gonna play it like a polyp with <laughs> your wife. <laughs> Becky, I don't think you... she's gonna be. <laughs> I don't think she's gonna be into pluck a polyp. I don't believe it for one second. But hey, uh, how's your butt? Oh, it's good. Thank you. Is that okay? I'm 
Have you guys, uh, did anybody else besides me put a bidet on their Christmas list? 